No portion of this program may be reproduced and without the screaming, express permission oh. of WQAM Beasley Broadcast Group Incorporated. Oh. The biggest names, the best talent. Yeah. You're uh-huh. listening to Sports Radio 560 oh WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Oh my God. 13 to zip. Oh. Wow, how embarrassing. Good morning, Americans. It's Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. Ray, Willie, and Billy are three friends who were all injured while fishing on a lake one day. Suddenly, Jesus walks across the water and joins them in their boat. When the three astonished men had settled down enough to speak... Ray humbly asks, Jesus, I've suffered from back pain ever since I took shrapnel in the war. Could you help me? Of course, my son, Jesus, replies, and when he touches the man's back, he instantly feels relief for the first time in years. The second man, Willie, who wore very thick glasses and had a hard time reading and driving, asked Jesus if he could do anything about his eyesight. Jesus smiled, removes the man's glasses, and tosses them in the lake. When they hit the water, the man's eyes clear, and he can see perfectly. Jesus then turns to Billy and tries to heal him. Billy, a union worker, put his hands up and cried, Don't touch me, I'm on long-term disability. Paul Harvey. Good day. Good day. Hey, it's 10.02 at 560 WQM. It's it's, uh, April 3rd. April, huh? April 3rd, and it's uh, a Thursday, so that means we got our two-for-one deal today, and we actually got a great place that's still in business. Let's hear it. Oh! We sold a few more deals for Joe Rose yesterday. All right. We could. He's down to 55 left on that uh, deal of his. Now, what time does that come in? About 11.30? Uh, he'll probably be here about uh, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 8 minutes. Who knows? Oh, they have another, they're not going to have another post-game show, are they? Well, I'm not sure because I think they might have a uh, promotions meeting right now, so there might not be a uh, post-game show. They're having a what? <laughs> Did you hear that? Did I hear what? Zach just yelled, post-show meeting right now. Oh. Well, I knew it couldn't be a promotions meeting because I got a uh, MySpace message from Flea, who's our promotions guy. <laughs> now, let, let me ask you this, because he's, he's a good guy, evidently, and he does a lot of good stuff for George, and now he's trying to do a thing for me. But... I do want to ask you this. Don't you think it would have been a lot easier for him to come in the studio since I'm always here like by 8.30 at the very, very latest? Well, what time did he send the message? Uh, what, what difference does that make? Maybe he, maybe he's afraid of you. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah I think he's that's intimidated by is. you. Wants to know if I'll do an appearance at Gulfstream. And he would arrange for the uh, limo to take me there and for the potato latkes. For the deli, I didn't know they had a deli. I know they got that one at uh, Pompano. Well, if they got a deli at Gulfstream, they got me one over, and especially if they got those uh, ducks and chickens, you know, that uh, hee-haw. Hee-haw. I won two grand at Woodbine last night. Not that I want to go on here and brag about it, but I just right. did. On the dollar wheel of fortune, baby. And, and then after that, I kind of, like, didn't want to give any back, and I didn't. But I wandered around and played, like, two-cent machines and nickel machines and did okay. And I'd win a couple hundred on one of them, then I'd give a couple hundred back on another one, and, you know, diddled around. No uh, lucky ducks or uh, screaming hee-haw chickens at Woodbine, though. Damn it. Bastards. Any flaming chickens? 
Yeah, they have a few uh, queens. Oh, and I have to tell you this, even though nobody knows who this is. So there's this uh, old frog, this French guy. I say old, he's about my age. Nice guy, with horrible breath. Maurice is his name. And he's been going there about as long as I have, about three and a half years. And loses his ass. just. And he started out on the dollar wheel of fortune and had no idea what he's doing. And a lot of times won't play the full three. So the spin will come up. He doesn't get the spin because unless you play the full amount, you don't get it. Mm-hmm. Then he then he graduated to the five dollar wheel of fortune. Well, this guy every time I see him losing four or five grand. I mean, he must be loaded, but still losing his ass. So about ten days ago, I saw him there, and he said to me, "I said, how you doing, Maurice?" He said, "Oh, you'll never see me again. You'll never you'll never see this face again. Look at my face. You'll never see me again." That was like two weeks ago, right? What? That was like two weeks ago or something. Yeah, I mentioned right? yeah. it on the air, remember? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, last night I won my two grand. I'm diddling around, and I walk to go take a leak. And as I'm walking back through the main part of the casino, I walk by the $5 Wheel of Fortune machines, and guess who's standing there? Maurice. And I said, boy, you must have a twin brother. Expecting maybe I get a chuckle or a laugh. And he looked at me like with a look of terror. Disgust. A look of terror on his face, saying... Oh, I have to do something. I have to I have to let them take my picture and prevent me from coming in here anymore. <laughs> he lost seven grand last night, and when I left, wow. he was still there. He was still there sitting down at another $5 machine. This is a crazy person. I mean, I know that there are people that have gambling problems, but, I mean, Jesus, God, every time it's six grand, four grand, seven grand. Now, you know, if he's a multimillionaire, which he sure don't look the part, but if he is, uh, more power to him. It's his money. Cool. But I don't think so. And if he is, uh, he won't be for long. I mean, it, it, you know you're desperate when you get to the point where you say, I, I don't want them to let me in here anymore. They have to take my picture. You know, they, they have a deal there. They'll, they'll do that for you. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. And they also, also people who create problems, they have a picture. Yeah, well, that one, in. yeah. I, yeah. That's easy. And they, but... and they ban them. They don't let them in anymore. Like I, I never thought that, you know, hey, can you do me a favor and take my picture so you won't let yeah. me in? Yeah. Oh, he, never he's that desperate. That. He needs assistance. He needs help. And so I just kind of like, uh, I don't know what, the, I just almost wanted to cry, and I wandered out of there. And I didn't tell him I won the two grand on the dollar machine. He would have had a nervous breakdown. That would have been just rubbing it in. Like the day he lost his ass on one of the $5 machines, and he said, I just had walked in. And he said, I put 4000 in that machine, and I, oh, I got nothing. So he, he wandered off to another machine. I sat down at the one where he had been playing, and then within two minutes I got a spin for five grand. Nice. He was, needless to say, a little P.O.'d. He was, he was the around. same guy that was playing the machine and put in three grand and walked away. And the, the Indian guy came and um, played the machine and put in well, about a hundred bucks. And like a few seconds later, got the jackpot, three hundred and sixty-six grand. Wow. While Maurice was standing there watching, and he still came back. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would have just broken down and cried right there. Yeah. And never come back. I mean, how could you possibly come back after an experience like that? Okay, that's enough of our slots talk, okay? I think that would be a good show. We're going to do the Neil Rogers Slots Show. I sent Norma Kant an email this morning asking, uh, what's uh, what's the story, counselor? And, you know, nothing. I just, I have never in my life seen anybody that just kind of lollygags around through life and bada-beep, bada-boop. There's no sense of anything with this uh, queen. But nevertheless... At least the good news was I didn't have to see her this weekend when I was down there because it would have been, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't say unpleasant, but just strained. Unpleasant. Strained. Because he talks uh, a lot of crap and nothing ever happens, you know. That's Norma. 
New filings for unemployment claims rose in the latest week to the highest level since October 2005, according to a report released today. The Labor Department said applications for unemployment benefits rose to 407,000 in the week ended March 29, up from a revised 369,000 claims in the previous week. The last time claims exceeded the 400,000 level was in September 2005. Well, how do you like that? A lot of people out there without work. So Chris was saying before the show today that as little as they're paying him there, how many cent an hour? About 30, 30 cent an hour. At least he's got a job. Exactly. As opposed to a lot of these poor bastards who ain't got no job and can't find a job. Thank you, Mr. President, for those low gas prices and for the great economy and for that horseball American dollar. You bastard, you butcher, you lunatic. Let's take a look at today's poll. You got your thousand licked. It's in the bag. No sweat today. No pressure. I like that. And I've already sent the new poll, and Eric's already got it up there. I don't think it's going to get many votes, but it's the last one in my pile. Every, everybody's, other than Sean from Hollywood whom we admire and uh, love dearly because he's the only guy that still cares about us. Everybody else has given up on the polls. Maybe Brandon will come up with a poll. I, I got one for tomorrow. But as of starting next week, I mean, I can go back into the history there and come up with all the old ones again, but isn't that kind of cheating? Do we really want to do that? We don't cheat here. Sunny and 52 here today later on. Can you believe that? Spring has sprung, baby. Finally, finally, no more snow, no more ice, no more sleet, no more freezing rain. Oh, God, that gets so old when we actually have it. It doesn't pay to be cheap when it comes to blank. That's our poll. We have 750 votes already. Toilet paper wins hands down your ass. 202 say toilet paper. Get the good stuff with the aloe. I learned that yesterday. I never heard of such a thing. With what? Exactly, with the aloe. Charmin Plus. Maybe you won't get the hemorrhoids anymore. I don't have any hemorrhoids now, okay, Mr. Smarty Pants, Mr. Wise Ass. I have had them, though. Boy, talk about a pain in the... Uh, toilet paper 202, prostitutes 94 ought to be a lot, uh, I don't know, doesn't pay to be cheap. Oh, yeah. Employees 89, steak 79, shoes 78, mechanics 34, cars 30, scots 28, ketchup 26, <laughs> What's that even doing on there? doesn't pay to be cheap when it comes to ketchup. Hey, ketchup you know. is loaded with sugar, by the way. I just thought I would mention that in passing. Accountants, 24. Concert seats, 18. Underwear, 18. Cigars, 10. Bicycle, 7. MP3 player, 7. And cutlery, 6. Cutlery? <laughs> oh. Woo. I guess that was one of Sean's polls. Thanks anyway, Sean. It was, uh, you know, a good attempt. I mean, it's a good poll. It's just that some of the things on there are a little bit strange, a little bit peculiar. You know what's not on here? What's that? Agents slash lawyers. That, that's a good one. Add that on there right away. It doesn't pay to be cheap when it comes to agents. Oh, my God. you got a bad agent. He just leaves you hanging, in, just dangling in the wind. And just nothing happens. Nothing happens. Pop, 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 pop. A lot of talk, a lot of BS, a lot of, uh, you know, faggery. Nothing happens. Ever. I mean, just, you know. Once upon a time, back in the day, you know, he was, uh, he was with it. But I think, I think he's losing it. If he ever had it. Norma. You know Norma? It's all those, uh, sporting events he's hanging out with. Yeah, that must be it. All those, and of course, he's still all whipped up about those tickets. Oh, well, I want the club seats, and I want this, and I want that, and my parking pass is not. Yeah, see, it's not about me. It's about Norma. It's all about Norma. 
Marlin tickets and dolphin seats and, you know, runaway. He also has in the contract how many runaways can sit next to him at the sporting events. How many? About 30, man. Twelve minutes after 10, Zach will be joining us in a little bit. Then uh, today is Thursday, so we got our two-for-one deal at noon. Tomorrow morning, we got uh, Josh Cordes back with us, much to Brandon's dismay, I'm sure. And we'll have the uh, trends come out at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Some more numbers to uh, Potsky Ronald with for that numbers guy. Isn't that his name, the numbers guy? We got the quarter schlock guy, and the what did I ever do to you, Neil guy, and uh, those guys. The guy now, with if the I eyes. do that appearance at Gulfstream, I'm sure that those two misfits will show up again, and we can uh, beat them and brutalize them. That would be good. You know what? We'll have the beast come out to be your uh, security. Yeah, that should make me feel safe. Neil Rogers got. Who can remember back ten years, let alone forty? In America, we can't remember what happened last Tuesday. From the producer who brought you the box office remake flop, All the Kings Men, James Cargill teams up with Carl Rove to rewrite history again with the Vietnam drama, Hamburger Hill, a read. George. Yeah, what is it, Corporal? There's a crazy blonde in the crossfire. The game? Yeah, I... What? I hope she's dressed like a giant bumblebee. We gotta take that hill. What the hell's she doing out there? Yelling crazy things like this. Let's get unified. The yeah. sky will open. The light will come down. Don't tell me, damn it. Celestial choirs will be singing. Get a husband on the cell and put him on the bullhorn. But what? It's 1968. We don't have cell phones yet. What we do now? Right side. Everyone will know we should do the right thing and the world will be perfect. Hillary, get your fat ass out there now. Let these fellas lose their lives in another meaningless conflict. I have illusions. Get your fat ass out there. Wave a magic wand and disappear. There you go. You fellas remember what I did for you 40 years from now. You can vote for my wife. It's uh, 1018 at 560 WQM. Here's our award-winning lineup today. Uh-oh, look at that. What's up? Two to four. It's the DA show with Tony Erickson. No jerks today. No. DA for jerks. Is he back tomorrow or what? Maybe the Heat are playing again. Maybe they're going to get their asses whomped again. He might be traveling today. Embarrassing, humiliating, and degrading way. Hurricane, uh, Mad Dog 4 to 7, followed by Hurricane Hotline 7 to 8. Only one hour, because we got 8 to 9, John Linder. I don't understand any of this. Thursday is like an abortion. Uh, 9 to 10, it's the High School Gridiron Report. Wow. With the, uh, who is it? The Beast? No, uh, I think it's Larry Bluestein, I think. Well, it says here The Beast. Oh, then I guess it's oh, The Beast. updates by The Beast. I, I don't understand. And 10 to midnight, The Beast. So that's, that's it. Take it or leave it. I know, they'll leave it. You know, this article that you faxed me yesterday that somebody sent to us about uh, Swillery? Mm-hmm. And I said it was too long. I think it's too important to just uh, pass on it. Well, then let's give it a go. Let's give it a shot. You know what I'm saying? I noticed Zach must be in a very prolonged post-game meeting this morning. Yeah, he's uh, you know taking a little while to get here. It's a story with that. See, see the thing, the whole deal about that is these pre, these post-game, post-mortem. Oh, they've they've been doing this on the morning show as long as I've been on the station, like 11 years plus. And for the most part, the ratings on the morning show have really sucked until Joe got back here. But I mean, the, most of the shows, the ratings have blown in the morning. That's been the weak link. For a long time. So all these meetings they're having evidently aren't getting the job done. You know what I mean? Well, well I, think, I think we should be doing post-game meetings. I don't think anybody should have any post-game meeting. I think the whole concept of that is so juvenile and so pathetic. It's just a way for whoever the PD happens to be, the PD du jour, to sit around and uh, play butch boss. Well, if you guys would have uh, taken a couple of more calls. or Yeah, you know how that goes. Like that. Isn't that how it goes? 
I guess. I've never been in one, so. Well, believe you me, you're not missing anything. Just a lot of stupid banter. Like most of our morning shows have been, a lot of stupid banter. Like that Kenny and Bo morning show. I wonder how those post-game uh, shows uh, went. Those post-game meetings. No idea. <laughs> oh, great job there, Toast. Anyway, here's the article by Dan Calabrese. North Star Writers Group is the uh, site that this is on. Syndicated commentary, opinion, etc. Dan Calabrese. It's uh, headline, Watergate-era Judiciary Chief of Staff says Hillary Clinton fired for lies, unethical behavior. As Hillary Clinton came under increasing scrutiny for her story about facing sniper fire in Bosnia, one question that arose was whether she's engaged in a pattern of lying. The now-retired general counsel and chief of staff of the House Judiciary Committee, who supervised Hillary when she worked on the Watergate investigation, says Hillary's history of lies and unethical behavior goes back farther and goes much deeper than anyone realizes. Jeffrey Zeitman, a lifelong Democrat, supervised the work of 27-year-old Hillary Rodham on the committee. Hillary got a job working on the investigation at the behest of her former law professor, Burke Marshall, who was also Senator Ted Kennedy's chief counsel in the Chappaquiddick affair. When the investigation was over, Zeitman fired Hillary from the committee staff and refused to give her a letter of recommendation, one of only three people who earned that dubious distinction in Zeitman's 17-year career. Why? Because she was a liar, Zeitman said in an interview last week. She was an unethical, dishonest lawyer. She conspired to violate the Constitution, the rules of the House, the rules of the committee, and the rules of confidentiality. How could a 27-year-old House staff member do all that? She couldn't do it by herself, but Zeitman said she was one of several individuals, including Marshall, Special Counsel John Dean, uh, John Doerr, and Senior Associate Special Counsel and future Clinton White House Counsel Bernard Nussbaum, who engaged in a seemingly implausible scheme to deny Richard Nixon the right to counsel during the investigation. Why would they do that? Because, according to Zeichman, they feared putting Watergate break-in mastermind E. Howard Hunt on the stand to be cross-examined by counsel to the president. Hunt, Zeichman said, had the goods on nefarious activities in the Kennedy administration that would have made Watergate look like a day at the beach, including Kennedy's compl uh, purported complicity in the attempted assassination of Fidel Castro. The actions of Hillary and her cohorts went directly against the judgment of top Democrats, up to and including then-House Majority Leader Tip O'Neill, that Nixon clearly had the right to counsel. Zeichman says that Hillary, along with Marshall, Nussbaum, and Doerr, was determined to gain enough votes on the Judiciary Committee to change House rules and deny counsel to Nixon. And in order to pull this one off, Zeichman says Hillary wrote a fraudulent legal brief and confiscated public documents to hide her deception. The brief involved precedent for representation by counsel during an impeachment proceeding. When Hillary endeavored to write a legal brief arguing there's no right to representation by counsel during an impeachment proceeding, Zeitman says, he told Hillary about the case of Supreme Court Justice William O. Douglas, who faced an impeachment attempt in 1970. As soon as the impeachment resolutions were introduced by then-House Minority Leader Gerald Ford and they were referred to the House Judiciary Committee, the first thing Douglas did was hire himself a lawyer, Zeitman said. The Judiciary Committee allowed Douglas to keep counsel, thus establishing the precedent. Zachman says he told Hillary that all the documents establishing this fact were in the Judiciary Committee's files. So what did Hillary do? Hillary then removed all the Douglas files to the offices where she was located, which at that time was secured and inaccessible to the public, Zachman said. Hillary then proceeded to write a legal brief arguing there was no precedent for the right to representation by counsel during an impeachment proceeding as if the Douglas case had never occurred. The brief was so fraudulent and ridiculous, Zeichman believes Hillary would have been disbarred if she'd submitted it to a judge. Zeichman says that if Hillary, Marshall, Nussbaum, and Doerr had succeeded, members of the House Judiciary Committee would have also been denied the right to cross-examine witnesses and denied the opportunity to even participate in the drafting of articles of impeachment against Nixon. Of course, Nixon's resignation rendered the entire issue moot, ending Hillary's career on the Judiciary Committee staff in a most undistinguished manner. 
Zeifman says he was urged by top committee members to keep a diary of everything that was happening. He did so and still has the diary if anyone wants to check the veracity of his story. Certainly, he could not have known in 1974 that diary entries about a young lawyer named Hillary Rodham would be of interest to anybody 34 years later. But they show that the pattern of lies, deceit, fabrications, and unethical behavior was established long ago, long before the Bosnia lie, and indeed, even before cattle futures. Travelgate and Whitewater for the woman who is still asking us to make her president of the USA. Eh? Liar, liar, your pantaloons, your pantsuit is on fire. Swillery. At any rate, she's all done. I mean, I, know, I, I guess the media just wants to keep it going forever because otherwise, how boring would that be? It's only the, the April the 3rd. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So they got to have something to keep chewing. And like a cow chewing its cud. Chewing it and spitting it and chewing it and spitting it. 778 votes on your poll, man. You are really kicking ass. And are you telling me that Zach still isn't with us? Not yet. Holy moly, must be one hell of a post-game meeting today. Names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Man, do I like that. Hey, welcome to the show. My guests today say their relationships are in turmoil and they're here to reveal their shocking secrets. I know Hillary said that she would like to sleep with men for money. Well, it's easy to say yes. Literally for years. And you find out that she's been sleeping around on you. All across America. I mean, I had the same position for years, upside down and backwards. Oh. Well, why do you suddenly start sleeping with your sister? It didn't happen. We asked you if you've ever had sex with women. You said no. The lie detector test determined that was a lie. Well, I'm amazed. A lot of Americans are going to say, good for you. You go, girl. I'm glad it's her instead of me. You can't have just discovered that you were gay. Certainly. I have said that. Do you have a wild, shocking secret for a loved one? You want to tell them on our show? Indeed, I did have 200 sexual relationships. 1030 at 560 WQAM. Happy Thursday to you. April 3rd. Boy, the Marlins took it up the uh, nose yesterday. Huh? 13 zip. How many people were there? Do we know? Oh, look it up right now. Look it up for me. Now, Zach is still out with us? Not yet. I think that Clarence is probably just prolonging this just to uh, piss me off. That's what it's all about. Or maybe he had the meeting, and now he's taking a Joyce to cleanse himself of everything. (laughs) Oh, that's a very perspicacious observation on your part. So how many uh, people at that game last night? I'm going, I'm going. Hold on. Of course, wasn't it raining yesterday? Um, Off and on earlier in the day. I don't think it really rained at night. Well, yeah, but if it rains sometime during the day, it's always a good excuse. It doesn't take much of an excuse to keep people away. Oh, if it's overcast, it's an excuse. Yeah, that's right. If there's a pigeon farting up in the sky somewhere, so what's the deal? You can't find it? No, no, I, I, it's, it's, it takes a little bit for, you know, to load and everything. In other words, you don't have, like, a real newspaper there. Oh, no, I don't have a newspaper. I'm going online. Because trying to find that stuff online, for whatever reason, not that they want to make it a secret or anything like that, or that's embarrassing. 13720 or 37720, which means a real count of about eight or 9,000 and probably uh, six or 7,000 Mets fans. It was uh, 79 degrees and partly cloudy. Well, beautiful night for a ball game. 12 mile per hour wind, so, you know, nice yeah. cool wind. Absolutely uh, perfecto. Couldn't ask for any better. But... That's the way it goes. Opening day, they all the, all the front-running phonies show up. They have these gigantic crowds everywhere, opening day. And then on the second day, like, well, you know, that was okay, but uh, we'll come back some other time. Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton seem to be lining up behind plans to see Florida's delegates at the Democratic Convention this summer in Denver. 
National Committee Chairman Howard Dean announced today that the party is committed to including the delegation as long as both candidates agree with whatever proposal is adopted. Specifics of the plan have not been made public. However, Dean's plan is very consistent with what we'd like to see happen, said Robert Gibbs, Obama's campaign spokesman in a conference call with reporters. Clinton's camp didn't comment on a specific plan, but said the seating the delegation is crucial. It's crucial, baby. We can't go on without Florida. We've long maintained that pretending the voters of Florida, Michigan don't exist is not fair in principle and unwise in practice, said Phil Singer, campaign spokesman. Chairman Dean is clearly committed to seating the Florida delegation. We urge Senator Obama to join us in calling on the Rules and Bylaws Committee to make this a reality. Dean met Wednesday with party officials and Florida lawmakers to discuss options for allocating delegates between the two party candidates. We're committed to making sure we do everything in our power to see the delegation from Florida, Dean said. We believe we'll see the delegation from Florida. Well, you can't get much more profound than that. It was critical that Obama and Clinton were comfortable with the compromises that have to be worked out, Dean said. Neither of the campaigns had any representatives at the hour-long meeting. That would have made too much sense. Talks also continue with Michigan Democrats who have also been barred from the convention. Well, at any rate, they'll see them, but they just uh, won't have any votes or something like that. It'll be some dog and pony show. Because if Michigan and Florida wouldn't have been so stupid in the first place if they would have abided by the DNC rules and held the primaries when they should have been held, and if they would allow the people to come into the uh, states and campaign, there would have been fair primaries, and they would have, uh, you know, they would have had delegates uh, awarded, and life would go on. But no, that's because it has to be confusing, and it has to be uh, an attempt to screw the will of the public. That's what it's all about. Whatever the people want, we'll do something else. Kind of like here at QAM. Whatever you want, we'll put something else on. Although we got DA for jerks today. At 2 o'clock. Wow. Boy, he sure misses a lot, you know what? Mm-hmm. A lot of travel. <laughs> Season's almost well, what over. What is that all about? Why does he have to travel with a team? What, what, what is that all about? What, what purpose does he serve? What, what does he, he do? He is the sideline entertainment. What do you mean the sideline entertainment? What does that mean? During the broadcast, like when they have a timeout or something like that, you know, he's the one that goes over and talks to the celebrities or talks to, like, you know, some other athletes or, you know, tells you what's going on on the bench and everything. So he's kind of like, you know, the uh, intermission fill. What do we need that for? Just like Joe was saying yesterday, what do we need all the noise at the baseball games? What do we need at all the sporting events, all the damn loud music and screaming and carrying on? Well, how about a little bit of peace and quiet so the people in the stands who paid their money can sit there and chat a little bit, you know? Come on, that's boring. Oh, Zach is with us. Good well, morning. Good morning, Good morning. fat Zach. This was quite a long post-show uh, meeting this morning. What the was that all about? It was about? interesting. On Thursdays... We meet with uh, Chris Jones, with Lee Feldman, and with Josh for our, like, weekly big meeting. Josh who? Darrow? Clarence, yes. Clarence. Well, you know, Josh Cordes yeah. is Josh to us. Clarence is Clarence. Okay. Yeah, Clarence, right. Clarence, Chris Jones, Lee Feldman, and the morning crew. Yeah. And we discuss promotional stuff. We discuss sales stuff with Joe. And we discuss, discuss programming stuff with Clarence. Sales stuff with Joe? Well, Joe, yeah, all the things going on in Joe's sales life. You know, all those live spots. Live spots oh, Joe Rose. Yeah, sorry. I thought you meant Joe Bell. No, Joe Bell was not in the meeting this morning. Oh, well, thank God for that. Maybe he's busy negotiating with Norma Kent to get me signed up for the next 500 years or something like we that. We all hope so. We all seriously hope so. doubt it. I doubt that. Maybe. Well, Norma doesn't, Norma doesn't make anything happen. He just talks a lot on the phone on those rare occasions, you know. He should do radio. He has uh, made a feeble attempt. So so these meetings are every day after the show? No, no. Thursdays are the big ones. The normal ones between me, Greg, Jesse, and Joe are daily. And what do you discuss in those meetings? What we're doing tomorrow on the show and 
how bad Joe's wife is going to rip him after the show for what he said. If he said anything personal on there. And what mm -hmm. new things to sing, I think, also they talked yes, about. Yes, new singing stuff, too, yes. Oh, new singing spots, okay. You'll feel like you bought from the factory. I, I, I just, I don't even know what to say about that. How about you gotta air, love that air around the clock one, too. No, that's old. Chippy. That's, Remember Chippy, boy? Yeah, I for, almost forgot about old Chippy. Yeah. I think you should start singing your live spots. No, I'm not going to. I don't have any, okay? I don't have any. You can sing that's the one thing. That's the one thing that this sales department, under the leadership of greatly touted and awarded Chris Jones, has accomplished. They've blown away virtually every account that was ever on this show. In fact, if we didn't have the, the two-for-one restaurant deal, we wouldn't have anything. We have nobody. No, we have uh, my friend Steve from Alternative Termite Management. That's it. That's a medley of my spot. Zach has got as many uh, sponsors as I've got. That's the fabulous job that our sales department has done. In the last couple of years, they've blown everybody. Away. Remember the days? Even Chris can remember when we used to have a lot of. Oh yeah, it was like last fight every break. Not no more. We ain't got nothing. Which this year doesn't make a whole lot of difference. Starting next year could make a lot of difference. Could really frost my ass and create a lot of animosity. You know what I'm saying? A lot of hostility. But we'll see. What do you mean? Because I'm sure with our great sales staff like uh, you know Todd Dreck and uh, Muff. Muff was uh, like a house on fire. Now it's kind of like we got left with the ashes. Everything is burned to the ground. Here's the uh, poll right now. It doesn't pay to be cheap when it comes to blank. We have 803 vote already. Boy, I bet you Chris is uh, all puffed up like a like a parakeet or a cockatoo. Is he? Something he is, like that. Yeah. Because you know you're going to get your thousand. Oh yeah, in. easy. Maybe 1100. I told you why. Why? Because you're there. Because I'm here. Yeah. Full of crap. You're only there because there's food coming today, and you're going to cheat on that diet. I'm not. I got a grilled chicken what Caesar they salad. Banana? You got what? A grilled chicken Caesar salad. With no dressing. Coming from... Uh, mm-hmm. Lucille's, yeah. Come on. I'm telling so you. So, in other words, they already took you guys' order? Well, uh, Duff asked for some suggestions yesterday. I love how Brian Schmutz, by the way, want to give the rundown of the great job the sales department's doing. Nice job there, Brian. You're doing it. Toilet paper, 223. Prostitutes, 100. Don't be cheap when it comes to employees, 93. Tell that to the Beasleys. Please. Steaks, 83. Shoes, 82. Mechanics, 34. Cars, 30. Scots, 30. And after that, I mean, you know. I mean, when you get to ketchup, then well, what's the point? Agents and lawyers already has four, though. I mean, have you ever had cheap ketchup? Yeah, that's yes. a thing. I yes. only know two kinds of ketchup. There's uh, Del Monte. No, there's three kinds. Heinz, Del Monte, and Hunt's. Do you guys know any other kind of ketchup? Publix. Publix makes their own ketchup? Well, they have their own... Their own brand. Brand, but if I remember correctly, it's actually, I think it's Heinz or something. For what I work all there. of those deals. Like, like the drugstores, you know, Walgreens, Vitamins. It's all made by, you yep. know, like a real vitamin company, and they put their brand name on it. Yeah, no, there are some bad ketchups, like some really cheap, like watery ketchups out there. <laughs> Such as? I don't remember the name, yeah. so it was that bad. No-name ketchup, generic ketchup. Exactly. That's always a bad sign when there's, like, no label on the bottle and it looks, like, real runny, you know? Like, you think it's ketchup, but it's not. Like that. At least it's not green. It's not Don't loaded. be eating ketchup. It's loaded with sugar, okay? It's got uh, anything that needs ketchup on it, you shouldn't be eating in the first place. Hamburgers? Yeah. Hot Cheeseburgers. Dogs? Cheeseburgers don't need ketchup. Why not? Of course they do. What are you talking about? Of course about? they don't. No, they do yes, not. they do. No, they don't. They need bacon and a slice of tomato and a slice of onion. And a little dabble do you. 
No, a little that they don't need mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is for Oh, no, mayonnaise grew. Ugh. Biggest names. Pets are just for fat people. This is excuse to chop up more. The sports leader. The Neil Rogers Show. South Florida's favorite homo. Starting right now on... Coming at ya with heat and hoops and hoops and heat and heat and hoops and hoops and heat. It's Martin Matt, his all millennial long. And I'm a one no Charlie, baby. Heat and hoops and hoops and heat and poops and heat and heat and feet and poops and heat. Heat, heat, and hoops. That's the only thing I know there. Me, that's why I can't get laid. Do the log. A joint eat today, the illustrious and lugubrious of a Bo Howard David. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I see you brought Geldy with you. Yeah, unfortunately, he lost the power of speech from all the yelling at the birthday game. What did he say? Yeah, he said he lost the power of speech from all the yelling at the Panther game. Oh, yeah, but that ain't the worst part. Now he'll never attain his dream. And what's that? To be a big band singer. Oh, <laughs> so uh, what's the real reason you're here? To get you fired. And get my whole job back. And just how you going to do that through the chocolate down under? Simple enough. Say, uh, to the log. Just one more time. <laughs> okay. To the log. <laughs> oh, best thing that happened in a law in a long time. Fourteen before eleven at five sixty WQM. So we have Zach with us again today. He's here to eat. Absolutely. And in a little over an hour, we'll do our two for one thing with Lou Seals. So Joe uh, is down to fifty five. Last time I checked, I noticed yesterday afternoon late that we had got him down to fifty seven left on that uh, thing of his, that Milky yes. Way, uh, whatever. Milk and Honey Cafe, honey. yeah. So we did a fine job for him there. I sure hope that he uh, kissed my ass and my feet and my armpits profusely over that. He did. He told me to tell you thank you very much for your help. No, he did not. Yes, he did. He said if you were here, he would wash your feet for you. Did he? With his tongue? No. Here's a good uh, fact. This is a good idea from our friends at Marooney Dodge. How do you like that? They're our friends now that boat campers over that other place. Now, is he officially gone or gone? Um, I think he's still here. There's just not many opportunities at the moment. Please add to the poll TV set. That's a great one. It doesn't pay to be cheap when it comes to buying a TV set. That's that's absolutely correct. Who wants a cheap TV for Christ's sakes? Especially now, the uh, you know all, all the big screen TVs, flat screen, big screen, wide screen. How about electronics in general? No. Okay. I mean, if you want to, what do I care? You've already got MP3 player on there, which is part of electronics. I'll put TVs. TV set. Go out and get you a nice uh, like I got Samsung. Man, that's a great set. I'm telling you right now, do whatever you want, but go out and get a Samsung is my suggestion. That's what I have. Do you? I have a 47-inch Samsung, yes. No, you don't, because they don't make it. It's 46. That's 46, mine. 46, You just want to pretend that yours is bigger than mine. Yes, that's which true. Which I don't think there's any doubt about that, but that's beside the point. You have 46 Samsung. It's yes. primo, baby. And if you've got a really big uh, room to put it in, you can get a bigger one than that, like 50-whatever, 50 52. Great set. The Florida House yesterday mounted what critics called a two-pronged assault on abortion rights, passing legislation that would require pregnant women 
to undergo ultrasound exams before getting abortions and effectively defining life at conception for criminal prosecution. The reason I pause there is because we've got a couple of polls coming in now. Brandon came up with a pretty good one, and somebody else sent in one. Thank, thank you. Charlie B. abandoned us. God, what a, you know, hard ass. Just because George made fun of a couple of his really bad polls, embarrassingly bad polls right away, he just vanished. He don't uh, communicate at all with me anymore, Charlie B. He's run away. Oh, gee, they're picking on me just because I'm an overgrown baby. Like that, you know. Too bad. Anybody that sends me a poll, what's your favorite sandwich filling? Even Tootsie over there in IOD, even he would laugh at that. I bet you he's still doing his what's the best burger thing, you know? Probably. Anyway, getting back to this... uh, sticking their nose in your privates thing. Any woman seeking to terminate a pregnancy would be required to pay for an ultrasound procedure and view the results unless she signed a waiver before having the abortion under a bill passed by the House largely along party lines. The Republican-led chamber also endorsed a fetal homicide bill that would create a separate murder charge for anyone who caused a pregnancy to be terminated through an act of violence against a pregnant woman. It defines an unborn child as a fetus at any stage of development beginning at conception. I can't imagine any man having a surgical procedure without prior tests, Representative Marty Cooley, Republican of Panama City, said during debate over the ultrasound bill. As a woman, as as a mother, I ask you to support this bill, not to invade privacy, but to ensure that all women are offered safe health care. Right. No, because you want to stick your nose, all you right-wingers, stick your nose in everybody's uh, privates, in everybody's business. That's what it's all about. Boy, this, this state, this Florida man, it is so Neanderthal, just it's amazing. 2008, and these people are like a bunch of mugwumps pre-Civil War days. The House measures face an unclear future in the Senate, which in past years has killed similar measures, as it hasn't yet set time aside to debate the issue this year. Governor Charlie Gay, Christ, whose signature would be required for the bills to become law, has been silent on the matter. He's been mum. Democrats argue the abortion measures were a little more than government invasion into a private health matter. This isn't about protecting the rights of women, Representative Joyce Cusack, Democrat of DeLand, said. It's about eroding the rights of women. And I'm so disappointed we spend this kind of time on something that's really none of our business. There you go. None of our business. That's what it's all about. Into people's bedrooms, into people's bodies, into people's asses. On every, everywhere they can stick their nose, these right-wingers. And they talk about, oh, well, they don't want big government. They don't believe in giving. No, they believe in big brother government is what they believe in. Big brother. George Orwell would be so proud. They're you know, tapping your phones. They're reading your damn emails. Anything they can get their hands on. Finding out what books you're checking out of the library. Double-checking your porno tapes, all of these things, bastards, lunatics. This is what happens when you put a bunch of Nazis in power. All right. So your meeting had nothing to do with the show, is that what you're saying? No, we talked a little bit about the show. and What about the show? Uh, what we're going to have tomorrow, what appearances uh, Joe's going to have. I think Joe's doing an appearance next week, and he's going to be on with, hopefully, the Mad Dog on next Friday or two Fridays from now. Yeah. And... Um, Guests coming up and the beast is the beast going to be on no, to defend I, himself. I have, I have. Made well, why not? I think that's the least. Since Clarence is so upset about that, the least they can do is let the beast come on and defend himself against Joe's ripping him a fat ass. I've made the executive, the fat part. I made the executive decision to ixnay on all the beast stuff on the show from now on. Well, what do you mean? You, What's up with that? Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I want to go. I just I want to slow down a second because you know as short as I keep my hair, it's a little bit. I have to I have to shave it again here the next day or two. It's gotten a little bit longer and I like it. It's not long, but it's. It needs to be shaved back. And it just stood up on end, which is a miracle for hair this short. You made an executive decision 
as to what Joe's going to talk about? No, just that the, the content from the B stuff. Isn't that what he just said, Chris? Yeah. Just, uh, we're not, well, I don't want to talk, talk about, about the B stuff, stuff anymore. I don't think we should. As a show, we shouldn't do it anymore. So, in other words, you're making decisions for what the subject matter is going to be on the show? Sometimes I help out with that. Meow. Meow. I thought Joe was a big macho guy. Old number 80, Dolphins, baby. I thought he used to take those naked showers in the locker room with all the real, the real men. And he's such a wuss that he's letting you make the... Can you imagine George telling me what I'm going to talk about on the show, Chris? Can you... Can you oh, he does it every day, begin, Can you begin to believe that that could ever happen? I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but I just said that we shouldn't do it anymore. That's not what you said. You said you made an executive decision. Yes. Well, you, you I'm the executive really producer of the this show. Mammoth ego. It's one thing to have a mammoth puppet. But as your puppet is uh, declining in size, your ego is becoming inflated. My God. Who and how are you to tell Joe Rose what to do on the air? I could just suggest things. That's all I could do. That's not what you said. You said you made it. I, we could play it back for if you want. Well, I made the decision. You said you made an yes. executive decision that yes. we aren't going to be talking about the beast anymore, about being a big fat slob who's going to die soon. We shouldn't do it anymore. It's just not good content. I'm not debating that. So I just told him that we shouldn't do it, and he agreed. <laughs> Until he gets on the air tomorrow. And he starts yeah, talking if he gets it. on the air and starts talking about it tomorrow, you see how far my executive role plays on the Joe Rose show. Yeah, from here to the wall. More than likely. But you, you better anything. calm yourself down. You're getting really carried away with it. No, no wonder. I, you know something? Do, 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 I'm now beginning to understand a little bit about uh, do, 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 that one. No, There's no understanding that there, one. There was no role played in that show except for... What do you want? And I can't help you with that. <laughs> a real audience? That's what he wanted was a big audience, and nobody could help him with that. My answer back was, I, I can't help you with that. Yeah. A real number. Well, I still have no response to my email to Norma Kent, and I'm not, I'm not sure I'm not going to get one because she's, uh, you know, she's busy defending other degenerates beside me. So I thought maybe he was at the ballpark. He's probably at the ballpark watching practice, watching, uh, or maybe he's at the scrimmage. Watching the guys uh, grab each other's privates or something like that. One thing about her, though, I'll say, you know, it's one thing to be a professional queen. It's another thing to be a full-time professional queen. You know what I mean by that, Norma? What do you mean? Maybe he's maybe he's out cruising right now for uh, some runaways. I don't know what he's doing. Well, he's allowed to have 30 or whatever you said. So. If you get any spares, send him up here, okay? On Chris's pool, we got 827, man. I, we're just, I don't know what that means. Well, I know what it means. We started during the show yesterday. And if we get to 1,000 early, we'll do the same thing again. You want to hear what tomorrow's poll is? You won't be happy with it. Oh, boy. I might, I might have to change it. It was one from our good friend Sean from Hollywood, who means well. What's the worst performance to still win an Oscar? And there's a list here of 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 15 including Tom Hanks and Forrest Dump. I thought that was okay movie. Al Pacino and Set of a Woman. I'm going to tell you, I don't have to look down the list very far to know what my vote is going to go. Now, did either one of you see that, Set of a Woman? No, I did. You did? I did. I saw Crash yesterday. I did like it. I thought it was a pretty good movie. Oh, my God. He should have gotten 20 years for overacting in that movie, Pacino. That was just beyond description. He had to play a blind guy. Respect. So? So he had, a, he had to overact. How do, you, how, how do you know how a blind man acts? How do you, how do you know that? So he I had to overact. when he was driving the vet around the streets of New York. That was funny, yes. That was good. So Zach liked that, and he also doesn't want uh, Joe talking about the beast. Anything else you don't want him discussing on the show? 
Now everything else is okay. How about square table and round table and uh, gay or not gay? Can we do that? Gay no. or not? None of, none of that will fly. No. No. Maybe Toast ought to be producing that show. No. And then you can got you guys can get numbers like uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> like Kenny and Bogod. Woo! Did they ever do a number or what? I, I can still smell it. We're striving for better. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. This is the Neil Rogers Show. Rock solid. This is your brain. Any questions? It's 1102 at 560 WQAM, the world-famous Neil Rogers Show. At least it used to be once upon a time. But that's uh, before the current regime came into power. How are we doing on the uh, poll? Eight-something? Uh, I got 840. 840. One moment, please. Oh, that means you got to talk, Zach. No. All right. It's all about, oh. oh I didn't well, you didn't have to talk. Oh. I just said one moment, please, well, okay? I wanted if, to make sure. If I had to go somewhere or, like, uh, somebody was banging on the door... I would tell you that. Or I was okay. just going to get up and walk out. Well, then I wouldn't tell you that. that you just up and leave? I would just get up and walk out, and then after a while, you guys would get the message, I don't think he's there anymore, or, or he croaked. And you'd have no way of knowing, do you, would you? Well, hopefully, like, if you were croaking, we'd hear, like, a gurgling sound or something, but... No, you wouldn't hear... Or maybe, like, oh! Sound. And then, bam! No, I don't think so. Jay Leno apologized yesterday for on-air remarks he made during a chat with Ryan Philip Philippe. Or is that Philippi? Philippi. Uh, what? Philippi. No, it used to be Ryan Philippe, okay? I think it's Philippi now. And now it's Philippi. I know what it is now, okay? I know my Ryan Philippi, okay? Believe me. Real close and personal. I'm sure. I'd like to. Anyway, during a chat with Ryan Philippi that were then criticized by gay activists and others, Peephole Magazine says, In talking about Ryan's first rule, I realized what I said came out wrong, Jay Leno said. I certainly didn't mean any malice. I agree it was a dumb thing to say, and I apologize. Philippi's first role was as a gay teenager on the soap One Life to Live. While talking with Philippi, whose appearance aired March 19 and was key to his new movie, Stop Loss, Leno57 said to the actor, Can you give me, like, say, say that your camera is a, your gay lover? 
Despite Philippi's instant discomfort, Leno went on to say, Can you give me your gayest look? Wow, replied Philippi 33, that's something I don't want to do. Can you give me your gayest look? Yesterday, the gay rights group GLAD condemned the remarks. They're not so glad that he said it. We're proud of Ryan for refusing to participate in Leno's thoughtless attempt at humor, said GLAD President Neil G. Giuliano. Under the guise of comedy, the talk show host is demonstrating a lack of respect for the gay community and insensitivity to both his co-workers and the audience to whom he owes an apology. And he apologized because he's a wimp. If you took away his chin, he wouldn't be making 40. He'd be on the street corner here. Spare some change, mister. That's what he'd be doing, Jay Leno. He's about as funny as a, as, as a broken leg. So, Neil. What? Can you give us your gayest look? You're looking at it right now. Wow. Blaming. That's it. Much ado about nothing, you know, but a stupid thing to say, and that's just, uh, that's, uh, you know, that's America for you. Stupid. The Reverend Robert, how do you say this? You're gay, 43, was taken into custody huh? by U.S. You're gay. Oh, no, you're not. You are. Oh, it's not an eyes. You're, well, you shut up. All of a sudden, he's doing shtick now. You know, since Zach has been on the show the last couple of days, now Chris is doing shtick. Well, there's no George, so. Yeah, Exactly. One thing George learned over the years, not, number one, he doesn't tell me what to talk about or what to say on the air, which I, st I don't think I'm ever going to recover from that. I there is Zach Krantz sitting there on his fat ass telling us he made an executive decision. That we should not talk about Beast anymore. You, you, don't, you don't make executive decisions. Why not? Your producer doesn't make any executive. What kind of executive are you? Straw I mean, boss? Maybe. He made an executive decision. I bet you the audience there were people driving off the road when you said that. Maybe. And if it is true, and if Joe Rose is letting you uh, play Butch Boss, man, he's a bigger wimp than I ever dreamed he was. I don't think so. He's not letting me play Boss. He just takes my opinion. Because I remember way back in the beginning when we first came to the station, me and George, and we went in, and he was wild about the about the format on that worst team show, screaming and carrying on, because they had like 80 billion spots. Of course, now they've got 80 billion spots, too, and he's not screaming or carrying on because he, uh, you know, he's happy to have the job. Well, now he has all the spots instead of sharing them with two other people. Now, that's right. You know, if you have the, all the spots in your pocket, like the judges, like Don Corleone, you must share. You can send us a bill for your services because, after all, we are not communists, whatever that line was from Barzini. Boy, he was a great actor. Who the hell was that that played Barzini? Richard Conti. That guy. He was in Clovis. He is a great actor. Anyway, the Reverend Robert Yergel, 43, was taken into custody by U.S. Marshals in Passaic, New Jersey, where he lives, will be extradited to Charlotte, North Carolina, arrested after having char uh, charges of having sex in Charlotte with a 14-year-old boy in 1999. Another isolated incident. Mecklenburg Assistant DA Kelly Miller, who authorized the warrants charging Yergel, said the boy and his family were members of St. Matthew, now the largest Catholic church in the 46th County Diocese of Charlotte, at the time of the alleged sex crimes. Yergel, a member of the Order of Capuchin Fr Franciscan Friars. Oh, I bet you he knows Friar Tuck. Was wanted on five counts of taking indecent liberties with a child and two counts of statutory sex offense. The alleged victim, now in his early 20s, recently reported the matter to Charlotte Mecklenburg detectives, police said. Both Miller and Charlotte Diocese spokesman David Haynes said Yergel's case is the first involving a Catholic priest in which the alleged incidents happened in Charlotte. With other, with other accusations involving Catholic priests in Charlotte, the alleged misconduct occurred in other cities. As far as I can ascertain, this is the first time we have a situation involving a priest and a victim, both in the city of Charlotte, Haynes, as if. He said the diocese didn't know about the accusations against Yergel until Wednesday afternoon. We were caught a little off guard. He said, we don't know nothing about this. 
Haynes said a check of Yergo's personal personnel file didn't turn up questions regarding sexual misconduct involving young people. He declined to discuss any other aspect of Yergo's personnel file. Because of a shortage of priests in the Charlotte Diocese, Catholic orders... Oh, there's the sirens again. They're coming to get him. You hear it? Yep. Oh, they're coming to get you, Father. Because of a shortage of priests in the Charlotte Diocese, Catholic orders of priests based elsewhere have agreed over the years to staff some parishes. You know why there's a shortage of priests in the Charlotte Diocese? Why is that? Because there's a shortage of altar boys. That would do it. Yurgle's order currently provides the priest at St. Thomas Aquinas and Our Lady of Consolation of Parishes in Charlotte. In the late 90s, it staffed St. Matthew, a 26,000-member church in the Ballantine area that's now run by local diocesan priests. And it goes on and on about he did this, he did that, and they're surprised and they're shocked. He's well-liked, he's loved, and etc. Miller said she didn't know why the alleged victim waited nearly 10 years to report the molestation, but said it's not unusual for children to wait years before disclosing sexual conduct with adults. That's often been the case with widespread allegations of child sex abuse involving priests. They've come to light only in recent years, plunging the U.S. Catholic Church into scandal, but most of the crimes happened decades ago. The ones we know about now, the ones that are happening now, we'll find out in 20, 30 years. Some of us will be long since dead, which, of course, is what they're hoping. That's why we know nothing about the JFK assassination, the Martin Luther King assassination, the Bobby Kennedy assassination. Uh, who did I leave out? Anybody? All of these things. Oh, my God. All of these things. We don't, we don't know the truth and never will in our lifetime because they make up all the stories. Everybody's got stories to pacify the public. Oh, gee, that's interesting, and what a shame, and, you know, and life goes on. They lie a lot because the people who run the world have a vested interest in making damn sure we don't know the truth about anything, including 9-11, for example, including who killed Cock Robin, including who's the real who? executive producer of the Joe Rose Show. That would be me. Made an executive decision. I, I, it just the words just keep like like a like a claw clawing at my brain. Zach made an executive decision that it's bad radio to keep. And of course, Zach was influenced, no doubt, by our program director. No, I was not. Who was fuming, foaming at the mouth that his fat little boyfriend was being picked on too much by a good old jolly, unjolly Joe, unholy Joe. <laughs> Years ago we had Holy Joe, now we got Unholy Joe. Quit picking on the beast, Joe. Quit picking on the defenseless, okay? Although he's got his own time on there. Yeah, he's doing his own show. So I dump the bitch right now. I bet you would. He's got his own time. He's on there tonight from ten to midnight. He can rip Joe an ass. There you go. Why, why is he taking it personal? Is he upset, or is it the? I don't know. Terrence I haven't, upset, I haven't spoke is upset to, on his behalf. I have not spoke to Beast, nor did I speak to really Josh on the matter. Besides what I said to Joe, I just said, you know what? It's not. It was funny. It for has a nothing couple to do days. with sports. First of all, no. isn't it supposed to be a sports show? Yes. Well, what exactly. does the Beast have to do with sports? I thought that's a sports It's sure more interesting than the Heat. I'll tell you that. Or well, the yeah. freaking Marlins losing thirteen to Zip right there at home. Yeah, about 8,000 fans, including 6,000 Met fans. Just getting old, the whole beast thing. Getting old. It is getting old, just oh, like just... he is. It's getting old. If he wants it, look, if he wants to kill himself with food, isn't that his prerogative? Absolutely. I'm, I'm a big believer in that whole uh, deal. This business about, well, it's against the law to commit suicide. Who the hell are you going to tell me if I want to blow my brains out? I'll do it. If I want to eat myself to death, if I want to go into a diabetic coma because I ate like 10 quarts of Rocky Road, I'll do it. Mmm. That's Big Brother government again. Oh, now, don't start, mmm. Now, if they bring you a banana split today, you better not eat it. I'm not going to eat it. Because, well, uh, you're going to lose your executive powers if you do. Biggest names. The best talent. Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The Sports 
leader. You fairy. He started out a regular guy who joined the rectory and made the ultimate sacrifice, embracing celebrity. Father too. Amen. Bum holding food. Father O'Toole, ultimate is amen. As time went by, his earthly needs compromised his choice. He found a way to get relief by altering young boys. Father O'Toole, you fair amen. Bum holding food. Father O'Toole, ultimate is amen. Happy and gay till he got caught by some tattletale. Then the Vatican paid everyone off and he didn't have to go to jail. Father O'Toole, amen. Bum, holy fool. Black them. Father O'Toole, boys, amen. They sent him to a priest retreat where they genuflect and pray. If it was you or it was me, they'd lock us up and throw the keys away. Father O'Toole, amen. Bum, holy fool. Father O'Toole, Father O'Toole, amen. Bum, holy fool. Well, there you go. McCain's mission, reassuring the right. But they're not too happy. The Family Research Council and James Dobson, all those other religious Nazis, man, they're not too pleased. And so to try to pacify them, his uh, choice for VP is going to be Hermann Goering. Think that'll do it? No. Is the food there yet or what? No, not yet. I'm sure you'll let me know what it is. When they bring the banana split in, don't let the Zach anywhere near I'm it. not going to touch it. Oh, anyway. I'm going to tell Duff to put it right in front of him. Good. Excellent. I, I hope you do, just to get even with that business about executive decision. That was just, it, it was indescribable. What, what do you mean? Well, he's the executive producer. He's supposed to make the decisions for Joe, because from what I hear, Joe had a little too many concussions when he was playing. So, Yeah, too much football without a helmet like Jerry Ford. That, there are two words that come to mind that describe the way you said that. And, and let me give you the initials, okay? Yeah. P.A. Public announcer? Pompous ass. Uh, why? what you sounded like. And why? of course, we know that Zach isn't a pompous We don't think he is. At least I'm not Zach's a very good guy. I'm not a pompous ass. I just thought... That's that he... what it sounded like. I'm just trying to cure you of... Uh, prevent you from doing that again. But let me rephrase that. I I'm made... saying I made an executive decision. I made We're decision. not going to talk about that on the Joe Rose show. I mean, the, the, the people out there... In fact, I bet you Mandich, if somebody told him that, would probably come in here and sock you in the head. Well, you know what? It, whether someone's going to sock me in the head or not, I just I want the show to be good, and I think that it was getting to a bad level when we talk about the beast well, so, so, every so, so, so. five minutes. So in other words, that's what he's been doing? Well, it was coming up every break, every callers, Why? because callers Why? were talking about it, too, and it was just See, getting that's annoying. the problem with those stupid callers now. We could take calls now. Chris could punch him up if you want, but we're not going to do it. If we call have in to call. and talk about the beast, not. And George will call from home saying he made an executive decision. We're not going to talk about the beast. Oh, well, then that would be the right thing to do, probably. I'm going to tell you something. The day when George tells me he made any executive decision, what we're going to do on this show will be the day that hell froze over. You mean he doesn't do that at all? 
No, he does not. We don't have post-show meetings and pre-show meetings. The show is spontaneous, baby. It's a shoot from the hip and the lip. That's why you're good. That, that, that's what all these shows are. Not supposed to be prefabricated. You sit down and, and that, that's what killed the Kenny and Bo show. All those, well, beside the fact that they sucked. But uh, all those prefabricated segments, man. We don't have prefabricated segments. I that do. was a killer from Manila. That was just the, the uh, oh, well, today on the square table, we've got Eddie on the phone from uh, Miami Lakes, and we've got uh, Joyce on the phone from Naples. We don't do that. Oh, my God. I that, just that thought was a show from hell. How'd you like to have to follow that crap every day? I'm sorry. Yeah, so am I. I, I still have no uh, message from Norma on there, which, of course, he's going to tell me, well, if anything happens, I'll let you know, and I did this, and I did Yeah, you did squat. You squatted on it. And from what I'm hearing, it wouldn't be the first time. And speaking of that story about Jay Leno and Ryan Phillips P., the streets are teeming with homosexuals, sex educator, author, and lesbian porn reviewer Violet Blue writes of San Francisco's Castro District today. It's just like in those horror movie fundamentalist videos. Everyone's in leather with their bits and butts on display. Murderous baby Jane drag queens run amok day and night. Gay sex is happening in the streets at all hours. There's a huge lube slide at the corner of 18th and Castro by the Bank of America, where, of course, virgin straight men are sacrificed should they wander haplessly into our own little Sodom by the Bay. And because I'm a heathen, too, every once in a while I lure and toss a straight boy into the fray just for kicks. It's like a zombie movie, but gayer. Jay Leno set off a firestorm in the blogosphere Wednesday when he asked actor Ryan Phillippe to give him his gayest look, noting that his start in acting was a gay, as a gay teen on the soap opera One Life to Live. While talking with Phillippe, whose appearance aired March 19 and was keyed to his new movie Stop Lost, Leno 57 said to the actor, Can you give me, like, say that camera is your gay lover, can you give me your gayest look? Despite Phillippe's instant discomfort, he asked that. Wow, replied Phillippe 33, this is something I don't want to do. Give you a gay look. Leno apologized after the uproar, but I read that in the other story. Sex educator Violet Blue has a message for Leno. Homophobic tendencies are linked with homoerotic ones, according to a 96 study by the Journal of Abnormal Psychology. There's the phone. I better go get it. Oh, all right. So this is the time when we have to talk now. See, I think uh, I think he kind of mistook how you were trying to say it. I know he did. You know, you just kind of made a suggestion. You know what? Maybe we shouldn't talk the about the beast anymore. was boring. I love the yeah. beast. The beast is a nice guy. The content is boring. When yeah, every yeah. five minutes on the show, we're talking about Beast in a pizza box. It was that bad? It just wasn't good radio. It was good the first day, and then it got old, and then Joe understood. I said, Joe, it's just not worth us wasting our time on that anymore, because we are trying to help the Beast, but in the case, he's got to help himself. From what I hear, kind of Beast had some remarks against him over the weekend or something on the air? Yeah, he said something. Oh, well. He said what? He said something on the air uh, during the hurricane uh, scrimmage. Scrimmage. That he uh, he had uh, some guy from the police athletic league, I believe, and they he made the comment, "Well, I'm going to get a pizza box, sign it with Joe Rose, and then we'll auction it off." Since he talks about my pizza eating so much, and I just said, "You know what? It's getting to a point where now maybe because yeah, Beast answered cares back about the Beast. Okay, we like him a lot. Nobody cares. We hope he doesn't die. And that's it. There's nothing else to say. That's it. There's nothing else to say. No, you're right. That's what I basically well, I said to you Joe. Want to make an executive decision to have Joe cut the crap. I, I didn't want him to talk about the Beast anymore. He's getting old. That's okay, it. I want to get back to Ryan Phillippe, please. I'd rather talk about him than the Beast. Thank you. The yeah. authors investigated the role of homosexual arousal in exclusively heterosexual men who admitted negative effect toward homosexual individuals. The men were exposed to sexually explicit erotic stimuli consisting of heterosexual, male homosexual, and lesbian videotapes, and changes in penile circumference were monitored. 
They also completed an aggression questionnaire. Both groups exhibited increases in penile circumference to the heterosexual and female homosexual videos. Only the homophobic men showed an increase in penile erection to male homosexual stimuli. The groups did not differ in aggression. Homophobia is apparently associated with homosexual arousal that the homophobic individual is either unaware of or denies. Oh, yes. The website My Gayest Look now hosts the video and provides contact information at MSNBC. People all over the world are taking pictures of themselves posting their gayest look for Leno, Blue writes. I'm not saying that Leno's in the closet, but I'll point out that there's something about Mary that gives Leno enough of a woody dispout jokes that are insensitive, beyond poor taste, and just make him look out of step with the rest of culture and applicable to an ever-thinning audience, Blue writes. An audience that, even at its most conservative, has a gay family member somewhere and likely has more tolerance than he does. On the other hand, she continues, if people like Leno want to cling to their ridiculing and homophobes want to imagine that Caligula lives down the street from me, that's kind of okay with me. I put Leno in the same category as the San Francisco cab driver who picked me up and started going off about the fil- filthy homos in the Castro. I asked him to pull over, and when safely out of his cab, I told him don't ever pick me up again. And the same category as those few people who, when I travel and I tell them I'm from San Francisco, express pity or crack jokes or ask if it's hard to find guys to date because of all the gays. Or like a mad dog would say, San Francisco. Isn't that what he says? Yeah. According to the San Francisco Chronicle, where her op-ed appeared, Violet Blue is author and editor of nearly two dozen sexual health books and erotica collections. She's a professional sex educator, lecturer, podcaster, blogger, vlogger, porn erotica reviewer, and machine artist. I wonder what kind of machine. She's written for outlets ranging from Forbes to, oh, the Oprah magazine. Oh, my God. We were doing so well until we got to, oh, the Oprah magazine, man. Everybody wants a good machine, but nobody wants a bad magazine. Do people really read magazines anymore other than, like, women and young girls? Maybe look for pictures. I'm not talking about, you know, like that, like Hustler and Playboy. I almost said Blue Boy. I wonder how Don Embinder is doing. I'm sure he's still dead. 871 votes. We're kind of slowing down on there, Chris, if you want to get to that 4,000. Let's go, people. Although we've always got Eric waiting in the wings. If we're going to get to 20 million votes today, we can do it. We can do it. Whatever you want, we can do it. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The Sports Leader. You can kiss my rear end. Rectum. Listen to the sound of God God's falling away. Augering into the sea. You think a multi-millionaire like JFK could afford a better plane. If JFK had four time flying, he would have known. A piper of the cheap and crappy plane that blows. A gun ain't got my head's about the only way I could go. Now Ted's the only one that's left alive today From what they call the Kennedy curse If Dorothy Gilgallin was alive, she'd say Cheer up, it's only gonna get worse Listen to the sound of John John Pauly's Sputter, splatter, sputter, splatter Oh, hey, hey, listen to the sound of John John Pauly's if you look up in the dictionary, somebody who was much to do about nothing, John John will be there, JFK Jr., man. His picture will be there. Big, big puss. I still think he was uh, Aristotle Onassis' son, not uh, JFK. But nevertheless, well, she was screwing around everybody because she was a uh, 
She was a high-priced hoe, Jackie. No. What? Never, not her. What do you know about Jackie Kennedy? You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know her if she walked into the room right now. If they brought her dead body, if she, her corpse was laid right there on the counter instead of your lunch. Kennedy Onassis. Which how's the lunch coming, by the way? Uh, we were just told it should be here soon. It's on its way. All right. All right. Excellent. Don't forget, we got like 28 minutes to go till noon, which means uh, top of the hour we do our uh, Neil deal. Let's see if we uh, do well. We got 100 of them to sell. They're 50s for 25 bucks. Now, do you think we're going to sell out? Yes. Yes. <laughs> why, why do I ask those questions? Because we could have like 98 left at two minutes to two, and Chris will say, don't worry, they're all going to go. Uh, don't worry. Just uh, That's right. We're two of this crap. That's because Chris is the executive director of the Neil Rogers Show. Correct. I make the big decisions. George ain't too happy about it. Yeah, he makes the big decision which hand to uh, eat with and which hand to wipe with. Hopefully not at the same time. No. I could make a confession to you about a candy bar that I ate. Let's well, I, was in a, I was in a big hurry. I forget what day it was. I was in a big hurry. I had to meet Paco down in the lobby for we are going to dinner or something. And I had, you know, I had the candy bar that I had just unwrapped. Well, I shouldn't have been eating a candy bar, especially right before dinner, right? At was it time. an air bar? No, it was not an arrow bar. Oh, my God. I said a candy bar, not that. A real one. And anyway, and I, I, I don't want to go into the whole thing, but I finished eating it sitting on the throne. I was That's disgusting, isn't it? Yeah, that's pretty gross. Yeah. In other words, you've never done anything like that? Coming from a guy who would bag up his dirty drawers and bring them to a dry cleaning place, that's pretty gross. <laughs> I can never eat on the throne, no. No. But you could take a bunch of soiled pantaloons and, and hand them to the dry cleaning lady. Absolutely. Say, oh, here, can you have these for me tomorrow, nice and sparkling, uh, clean and new? Absolutely. Bitch. Jaguars cornerback Brian Williams hasn't yet made headlines on the football field, but he had made news off the field, accused of making some offensive comments uh, to a police officer, and that he was arrested on suspicion of DUI. According to Jacksonville Police, Williams went on a racist, profanity-laced rant the September 2690 was charged with DUI. Channel 4 in Jacksonville has obtained court documents dealing with an officer says William said to him that night. The officer involved wrote in his notes that William called him a honky mother effer. The statement that goes on to say that William said, I F your mama, I F your wife twice. It got worse when, according to the officer's notes, William threatened to do something to the officer's daughter. At radio station 1010XL, a good amount of talk on the Wednesday was about the comments police say Williams made. See, they weren't talking about the beast. They were talking about this racist mother scratcher. Oh. There's something you can tell us since you're the executive director. Tell them about, uh, whatever. Talk about something meaningful like that. You got it. If you read what I just read, it's more than making a mistake. It's, there's some hate words in there, said former Jaguar Tom McManus. Or is that McManus? In 2006, Williams pleaded guilty to DUI and apologized for his actions. However, Williams recently changed his mind and withdrew his plea. That decision allowed the notes of the arresting officer, who at the time said he didn't know Williams had recently signed a multi-million dollar deal to play for the Jaguars, to be made public. The officer said Williams told him, You think I'm a drug-dealing effer looking for a gun? Mother effer, excuse me. The report goes on to say that when Williams realized his car was going to be towed and police asked if he wanted his date to drive it home, he yelled, I'm not letting that bitch take my car. It just says exploded, but I'm sure that's what he said, right? The word was ho. Was it? Yeah, I'm, I'm reading it on a football website right now. Really? Yes. I'm not letting that hoe take my car. I thought it was bitch. William said, I ain't letting that hoe cost more car. than the officer will ever make. Channel 4 tried to get comments from Williams' attorney in the Jaguars regarding the comments allegedly made by Williams, but none would comment. 
However, at the radio station, they said, this is something Jaguar's owner Wayne Weaver needs to address. If they haven't seen this yet, when they do, Brian Williams has some major explaining to do, said sports radio host Rick Ballou. I wonder if he's kin to Cat. Stevens. Other groups like the NAACP said if what the officer says is true, then Williams went too far. No kidding. The president of the local chapter of the NAACP, Isaiah Rumlin, said the incident shows what police face every day from all kinds of people. We can't tolerate this type of hatred and racial type language in this community. It just divides. It's all it does, Rumlin said. Since Williams' arrest in 2006, eight other Jaguar players have had their own run-ins with the law. Those Jaguars, man, they got some real tourists up there in Jacksonville. Of course, if you lived up there, you'd have tourists, too. It also says Williams also reportedly offered to allow the officer to have sex with Williams' date if the officer released him. Well, isn't that? That's classy, isn't it? Yes. That hoe? Well, she's a hoe. Yes. I ain't letting that hoe take my car. That's sweet. That's nice. Classy guy, Jacksonville Jaguars. They deserve whatever bad things come their way. And you notice that, the, I don't know, where the hell did you find that story? Uh, profootballtalk.com. Because it sure didn't get a lot of publicity. That's the first, where I, I just tossed it already, but wherever the hell I found it, that's the first I've ever seen of it. it now, if a white football player would have made a bunch of racist, uh, anti-black comments, you can be damn sure it would have gotten, like, gigantic. It would have been all over the place. They'd be on it 24-7 on CNN, ESPN News. They'd be all over it, like Stink on uh, Greg. Like Stink on Joyce. Am I right? Yes. Yes. We have this double standard, man, and then when black people do racist stuff, that's one thing. But when white people do it, well, you can't do that. You're a racist honky son of a, you know, like that, mother scratcher. If it, it doesn't pay to be cheap when it comes to toilet paper, 244. Prostitutes, hose, 109. Employees, 98. Steaks, 94. Shoes, 83. Mechanics, 37. Scotch, 34. Cars, 32, and ketchup, 29. I'm only going to keep going down as far as ketchup because there's too many things on the list. Agents and lawyers, five. Ask me if I've had an email response from Norma yet today. Have you? Don't ask. 879 vote, which means by noon we'll have 900. Ordinarily, we go for 800 by the top of the hour, and then we can switch to that really nifty poll about which of these, um, you know, Mm -hmm. movies did you never see and uh, which one (laughs) like that. So Zach liked that movie. Yes, Scent of a Woman. It was okay. Not, I didn't particularly love it, but it was a good movie. <laughs> oh, man. You know what is a good movie? What's that? Crash. Saw it last night. Oh, really? And you know who's in that? Your, your boyfriend, Ryan Philippi. He, he gives his gayest look in that movie, Ryan Philippi, yeah. He looks pretty good to me in that movie. Of course, he always looks good. He was also in 54 a while ago when he was younger and hunger. That was a good movie. Yeah, it was an excellent movie. There's a lot of flesh in there for everybody, baby. There was something in there for all. And, of course, the movie that really just knocks everybody's socks off, Covenant with Stephen Strait. Nobody ever heard of it. Nobody ever saw it. Nope. No, you wouldn't want to see it. I know. He told me. A lot of guys in the locker room, man. A lot of naked guys. A lot of guys just snapping a towel at their ass, stuff like that. No, you thank know. you. Back them. That kind of stuff that goes on with real men in the locker room, with real macho men. Were you watching on the Oxygen Channel or something? On the what? Oxygen Channel. Isn't that Oprah's network? I don't know. It's one of those women networks. I think I'm on the verge of making an executive decision. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Whoa, I'll be good. Told Hillary I would now. 
I'll be good. And I'll behave like I should. Oh, seriously. So good. So good. I swear to you. Whoa, I'll be nice. And I'll control my vice. Truly, I'll be nice. Hillary won't tell me twice. Hey, so nice. So nice. I swear to you. <laughs> Whoa, Daddy. They won't let me play my horn. They say I'm too horny as it is. <laughs> I know sometimes in my life I've done some things that were wrong. But when I campaign for my wife, I promise I won't do any harm and I'll be good. Told Hillary I would. <laughs> I'll be good. At least I think that I could. <laughs> so good. So good. I swear to you. But of course my fingers are crossed. <laughs> Eleven forty-five at five sixty WQAM. Look at that eight 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 on the poll. That's what it's going to be eight eight eight. That's what these guys are going to have done. Is the foo there yet or not? It'll be the not minute. Any second now. Trust me. Hey, yes, I'm Lucille. So we got fifteen minutes until we put that uh, deal on there. Neil deal on WQM.com. Get yourself ready and poised because you know what they say. Once they're gone, they're gone. They're uh, history. Eight eighty-eight. Well, it's an endless thing. We've many times. <laughs> Many times we've had the 666, and it reminds me of that Antichrist lady. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm, I think Hello, so. Hello, Neil. Um, I would like to ask you a question. Um, my son was watching your program on the um, on Whammy on Miami. The date was the um, 15th, and um, I would like to know if you're some kind of um, Antichrist or something. Absolutely. Because now my son wants to... Worship the devil because he thinks he's cool, and he also wants to dress as ladies and, and put lipstick on. Now, I don't know if the whole channel 69 is the Antichrist channel. Um, please, I'm really concerned, and I would like to know if you're the Antichrist. Yes. Thank you, and please, if I see you somewhere, I wouldn't even stop and give you water because you, now you turn my son into a faggot, and you made my son the Antichrist. Thank you. And have, <laughs> and a, have nice a nice day. day yeah. <laughs> you bastard, you bitch, you piece of crap, and have a nice day. That was interesting. Uh, you never heard that before? I never have, no. Oh, we've got some great voicemails. Let's see. One of my favorites is that, uh, was it the disgusted guy? I really hope you use this on the year. I've been listening to QAM now for maybe 20 years at least. I've been living here for 40 years. I've never heard anything as disgusting as this Neil Rogers program. I've heard it before. It's, it's pornographic. The thought of my granddaughter or one of my kids listening to is bizarre. I, I, I tell you frankly, I am done listening to your station. This is the gr- most gross thing I have ever heard. And as far as I'm concerned, you're off my book. Good. Bye. Okay, I'm still here. That was years ago, all of these voicemails, years and years ago. And I'm still here, and probably some of them are pushing up daisies. Maybe the Antichrist lady is pushing it, huh? The one I like is the guy where you can clearly tell he's clearly reading it. And everything, so... Oh, the rectum guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we can play that again. Neil Rogers, I think, is the perfect example of queer. What is his purpose for his new show, or his ugly show? He uses that word rectum every five minutes. Rectum? That's what his brain is. He's never going to get past the South Florida audience because that, 
the town and the people that he's always complaining about are the only fools that would give him any time of day. Eventually, his ratings will drop so low, he'll have to readjust his rectum. Click. Yeah, he was uh, reading it. He wrote Got it ahead of time. And have a nice day. And, and, yeah, and don't forget, have a nice day, and we hope you have a real pretty... Rectum. And it See, smells good, too. At oh, least they're nice when they leave the voicemail at the end. It's like, okay, thank you very much. Have a nice day. So they're not always nice. Sometimes they're a little bit on the crazy, crazy side, like... And the best part about Eddie is that we, you know... Uh, we had, had the number, you know, off the uh, phone, and mm-hmm. we found out who he was, and we put his name on here. Steve somebody, I forget his name. He's like a business guy. He runs a business in town. Steve and Sloan? On the, what? Steve Sloan? No, not Steve Sloan. Uh, but anyway, and it didn't make any difference. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's probably happy. I mean, some people, you know, that, that's why the an- anonymity of the phone makes people very brave. You know, wow, you're this and you're that, or, or the fax machine, either one. You notice how many of the faxes we get have no name on them? Of course. Remember that oh, yeah. by America, fax with no name? I mean, they're so stupid, they can't even make up a name. You know, once in a while they put a made-up name. Like that phony one from Mo the other day about uh, something in Rottenchester. Remember that one? Yep. About how I'm jealous of Mo. That, that was the reason why Rogers was so jealous of Mo because of his success in the play-by-play field. Yeah. Yeah, we all want to be just like Mo when we grow up. Just like that. Despised I do. And reviled by every, even by little animals, by insects. Even mosquitoes won't bite Mo because they get anywhere near him. Oh, fat! And they run away. They fly away. The Mo Man. F you and F the uh, ground that you walk on. And uh, you better not this and do 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 Oh, boy. I miss him. you got to admit, back during those days, now see, there, were, there was another element to the station that. that for the most part, is missing now. Even some of it on this show. Well, of course, the they did a lot of element? stuff. Yeah, that's right. Entertainment element. Forget about comedy. Even just entertaining. It was a diversion from just, well, the beast this and the ball game that and the Marlins this and the uh, tennis that. And, oh, my God. See, I, this may come as a great shock to the jockocracy. I don't give a flying crap about Tiger, okay? I don't give a crap if he... If he Aces every hole and every uh, course that he plays. I don't care. It's golf. It's not even a real sport. It's golf. It's a game. It's like checkers. It's like checkers and chess only requires a slightly greater amount of physical exertion and certainly less uh, mental acuity. King me. Yeah. Sounds like somebody already did since you're the executive producer. Come on. Yeah. They knighted him. Somebody queened me. 900 on the pole, 900 even. Boy, I'm telling you, we're doing very well on that. Now, tomorrow morning, I don't know what to think. I I, I don't know. We're dropping off a huge November. I know this is going to be December, January, and February. We're going to do fun. January was squatsky, man. It was bad. So we sure hope that all our people out there come through for us, the ones with those Arbitron diaries, all five of you. Because if you don't, man, we're out. and if Norma don't hurry up and get that damn deal done, you know this guy—it's just—it's just amazing to me. There are some people that have no sense of urgency with anything. All they do is dawdle along and dawdle along. And well, I talked to Jolly Joe and I did this and I stuck my finger up my ass and I, you know. And no matter what you say to him, you might as well talk to the wall because it's like uh, I, I should have saved the ashes for my dogs when I had them cremated. 
Somebody said that to me the other day. I can't believe you didn't save the ashes. I'm trying to remember who said that. They were serious? They, they were serious. Why? Why would you, why would you keep the ashes? Because at least then I'd have them like in a canister and I could talk to them. Oh. You know what I mean? Sure. And, you know, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't expect a response and I wouldn't get one, but at least when you're talking to a dead person or animal or something, you, you know you're not going to get a response. When you're talking to somebody who claims to be alive, you expect something, you know. I got gotcha. you. Jesus, life's got to be more, more than just going to fantasy baseball and trading baseball cards and uh, cruising around picking up runaways. It's got to be something more to life than that. Really? I don't know. I don't know if you're right on that one. Barack Obama raised $40 million last month, his campaign announced uh, today. The average contribution, it said, was 96 bucks. More than 442,000 people donated to the campaign last month. Nearly half of them were first-time contributors. Man, he is on a roll. He's smoking it. Senator Obama has always said that this campaign would rise or fall on the willingness of the American people to become partners in an effort to change our politics and start a new chapter in history. Campaign manager David Plouffe said in an email statement, Today we're seeing the American people's extraordinary desire to change Washington as tens of thousands of new contributors joined and more than a million Americans have already taken ownership of the campaign for change. Obama's opponent, Swillery, has not yet released her March fundraising numbers, but her campaign says it doesn't expect to match that at all, and she can't pay her bills, man. Pay your bills, pay your bills, you silly-ass uh, twit. God. Hey, you want to see her twits? Oh, that was no. 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 No, I know. Twits, I said. See, you guys always thinking dirty. I thought you meant pits, like her armpits. Oh, my God, I can smell those all the way over here. 901 on the poll, and I think I'm going to change it now. No? No, you can wait a little longer. No, I can't. It's 902 now. Well, like I said, I'm changing it. I don't like it. And the one for tomorrow I like even less. <laughs> Sorry, Sean, don't take it personal. I appreciate your efforts very, very much, especially when you went to Gulfstream and scared away. He stared them off. He stared away Shamba uh, and uh, his buddy. Prozac, Prozac, those two lunatics. What's the worst performance to still win an Oscar? And the answer easily is Al Pacino instead of a woman. No way. In spite of what you say. Way. Come way, on. Way. Way. Horrible flick. Even with Chris O'Donnell, who I thought uh, wasn't too bad. Although he, he is uh, he's not bad looking, but he's kind of boring. You know what I mean? He's got no personality. He was Robin, wasn't he, in the Batman and Robin series? Yeah, he, had a, he was wearing those tights. At any rate, here's the deal. It doesn't pay to be cheap, but this is the final deal. 901. Toilet paper, 252. Prostitutes, 110. Employees, 98. Stakes, 98. And after that, who cares? Now, this poll, the worst performance to still win an Oscar. Here's the list that Sean put together. A lengthy list. Judy Holiday in Born Yesterday. Liz Taylor, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Estelle Parsons in Bonnie and Clyde. Helen Hayes in Airport. Meryl Streep in Kramer versus Kramer. Gina Davis in The Accidental Tourist, Al Pacino in The Scent of a Woman, Nicolas Cage leaving Las Vegas, Cuba Gooding Jr. in Jerry Maguire, Gwyneth Paltrow, Shakespeare in Love, Dustin Hoffman, Kramer vs. Kramer, Robert De Niro in Raging Bull, Tom Hanks in Forrest Dump, Susan Sarandon in Dead Man Walking, and Kevin Spacey in American Beauty. And there's a lot of people on there that I like a lot, you know, a lot of good actors and actresses, but just really bad movies or bad performances. Like that one movie that Zach liked so much where he kept going <coughs> like that. The performance that when he when he showed up for Thanksgiving at the uh, dinner table, that was especially horrendous. That 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 whole scene, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Where he just showed up uninvited. Yes. And they they kept thinking, boy, why does he keep saying hua hua like that? 
1156, we're on the verge of getting with our Lucille deal, and I bet your food is almost there. I can smell it. Can you smell it? No, that's Chris. Oh, no. Yeah. This is Mark Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. Today on Dr. Phil. Let's do it. I'm glad you're here. Great to be here. What happened? I remember landing under sniper fire. What? There was no greeting ceremony. What? And we basically were told to run to our cars. Now, that is what happened. Are you kidding me? Well, one thing you know about me is that I've been taking that incoming fire for 16 years. She is crazy and ridiculous. Yeah. And some other things that I'm not going to mention. You need serious help. There isn't any doubt. But I'm a little busy right now. I hardly have time to sleep. (laughs) Are you drunk? Yes. We need a good shot. You have an alcohol problem. What in the world is going on? Sniper fire. (laughs) Wow. What was that last sound there? It sounded like a raspberry for Dr. Phil, wasn't it? Yes. No, sniper fire. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. 1201. <laughs> Sometimes when you least expect it, it comes from the most amazing sources. Rectum. Yeah, like that. So the food's here. The food is there. That's a part of the good wow. news. Even, even better news is that Al Pacino and Senator Bowman is taking the early lead on our new call. Oh, that's because you're biased. Oh, so I have a, a question. Is this just for, like, you know, um, leading or is it supporting also? The question is, who? what was the worst performance to still win an Oscar? So supporting actors and actresses would work, right? Of course. Because uh, I have a friend who suggested uh, Marissa Tomei and my cousin Vinny. Get it on there. And the two youths? You can't vote against her. Never saw it. Really? No. That was a pretty good movie. Wait a minute. Can that be possible? How many did we start with? We had 100 of these? Yeah, I believe so. There's 39 left. Holy. I guess they know how good this place is. Now, that, that's shocking. How, how can that be? There's 61 sold in like two minutes. Oh, yeah. We've done it before. Lucille's American Cafe, go to WQM.com. We got 39, although it's stuck there. Maybe we started with 39. I don't know. Yeah, we, we definitely start, start with 100. 100. Yeah. What? We start with 100. That is shocking. So the food is there. What do you guys got? I've got a grilled chicken Caesar salad. Mm-hmm. Looks have, like there's uh, a little bit, a little thing of meatloaf, too, here. Yeah, it looks like a, a thing of a meatloaf. Oh, I love meatloaf. Mm. The, we have pulled pork. I beg your pardon? You heard me. Pulled pork. Yeah. Uh, with ma- I've had that. Pulled pork with mashed potatoes. Uh-huh. Sure, yeah. Um, we've got a, uh, I forget what the name of it now. Hold on. <laughs> oh, uh, Duff took the menu. Um, a, Duff uh, took the menu. She's there, huh? Yep. He's the one that uh, delivered it. So we have a, a chicken with cheese, mm. some bacon. I think it's got a little bit of barbecue sauce on it. Diced tomatoes. Just Wow. We got another mm. uh, chicken salad for someone else. Yeah, Duff ordered a uh, Caesar salad for himself, but I'm uh, probably going to eat his. Uh-oh. Right. Yeah, yeah, eat, eat his. Don't let him get the food. Can't wait to dive into it. Send it up here now. Although I'm going to a great dinner tonight. I'll tell you tomorrow where it was. Okay. Well, actually, I can tell you now, can I? Yeah, go ahead. Well, it's in Canada, so. That's right. Uh, Morton Steakhouse. I've never been there. Oh, Ooh, Wow. Really? I I've love been, it. Well, yeah, I I've be only been once. that why we're sitting here talking about Lucille's, and it's our fine sponsor. We're trying to peddle these certificates, these $50 deals for just 25 bucks. we got 38 left. Morton's never been there. Very, very good, yeah. I like Lucille's better, though. Of course. We like Lucille's better than everybody. We love I'm Lucille's. Told, I'm told that Morton's is even better than Ruth Chris, but I guess that's a matter of taste. Yeah, depends I on your steak. 
Yeah. I, you know, I sure hope they. I'm going to tell them, hold the butter, don't butter that steak. Oh my God! They don't do that there, like Ruth. I've Chris. only got a limited number of good pants. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah, I sorry. Know we were, uh, you know. I know you're into the food. I know what. what the, who cares about me when the food is there? Yeah. Oh, we care about you, just you know. No, you don't. All you care about is filling your fat face. That's what, what are you talking about? about? Well, I'm sitting up here. The only thing I got in the refrigerator is bacon. More of that horrible microwave bacon, which I had some before the show this morning. Yes, I can go make some more right now. I don't understand how those 61 went so fast, and now since I talked about it, there's only one more gone. And once they're gone, they're gone. But anyway, I'll get back to that new poll and see how that thing is doing. Then you'll you'll keep an eye on that. Will do. But we've already got only 38 left. That sure as hell beats uh, certain other people. I don't want to start, you know, like having a contest with Joe. But I was dismayed to see he still got stuff from like a week ago and two weeks ago, left over. And that, and no, well, that's one of the reasons being you guys start at nine instead of eight o'clock in the morning. Give him a chance to push. We're going to change that next week on your. Yeah, because... In fact, tell him to quit talking about the beast eating and let his audience go eat and start pushing the two for one deal. See, there you go. I don't want to play executive director of the Joe Rose Show, and no, I love Joe a lot, but we like your opinions. Thank you. No, you don't. Yes, we do. We took your eight a.m. opinion. We're going to use it next week. I'm Did instituting really? it. Yeah, we're going to institute it for next week. Yeah, you belong in an institute. Believe me. So well, how's the food? Very can, good. Oh, very good. You can be the executive uh, program director for that show. All right, I like that. Governor Bill Richardson, the New Mexico governor, who amid much fanfare recently endorsed Senator Barack Obama for president, admitted at the time that his call to Senator Hillary Clinton, disappointed with his allegiance about face, was heated. What was actually said between Hillary and Richardson, the former U.S. ambassador to the U.N., has been off the record, that is, until now. ABC News chief Washington correspondent George Stepantopoulos reports that Senator Clinton insisted to Richardson, Obama cannot win, Bill. He cannot win. You don't think that's because he's black, do you, that she was saying that? Do you think that might have had something to do with it, Swillery? No. Stepantopoulos himself, a former Clinton administration official, said the details of the call were confirmed with sources who have direct knowledge of the conversation, during which he says the New York senator made the most stark argument you can make. And Bill Richardson said, like that, just like uh, whatever, uh, whoever just said that. Didn't somebody just say that a minute ago? Hillary. Yeah, sure. Swillery said, like that, raspberry. Some other fruit. Oh, here's the menu from Lucille's. Excellent. I thought you might like that. Yeah, I can sit here and uh, just cry my eyes out because you guys have got it. I I don't. Well, next time you come down, you can go. 12-ounce center-cut New York strip with loaded baked potato and choice of vegetables. Grilled twin pork chops, brown sugar, and coriander marinated chops served with homemade applesauce and mashed taters. Wow. Barbecue baby back ribs, or as they say in that Ron Popeil infomercial, baby back ribs. That spastic guy that says that. Baby back. Oh. Who says that? The announcer on that Ron Popeil infomercial. Oh, okay. That, uh, that thing. Crab cake dinner. I love crab cakes. Lucille's homemade meatloaf with mushroom gravy. gravy. We have mushroom gravy. Oh, my God. Aaron gravy. Mushroom gravy, mashed potatoes, and choice of vegetables. Oh, my God. Three cheese baked macaroni. You don't have any of that, do you? No, we don't have any of that. Bubbling hot with herb bread crumb topping. Three cheese baked macaroni. And the prices are very reasonable, too. This isn't like a really uh, high price, you know? Mm-hmm. So those certificates ought to be going really, really quick. I very, would very, very good. Well, are they? Are we still got 38? No, 24. Really? 24 Why didn't you tell me that? Well, I'm just... 24? We sold 76 already? Yes. So you're working on a show now, uh, Zach, where the people are into food. I like Joe's it. audience, they're into sports. They're into guys that take naked showers together, stuff like that. 
Oh, look at this. Blue plate specials, liver and onions. I love I haven't had liver and onions in years. I love it. Sautéed calf's liver with crisp bacon, caramelized onions and mashed taters, served with choice of vegetables. Lamb shank. they got specials every day of the week. Blue plate specials. Open-faced roast turkey sandwich. Chicken Philly sandwich. Sliced chicken breast with melted Monterey Jack cheese, sautéed onions and shrooms on a hoagie with fries. Malibu chunky chicken salad. Open-faced meatloaf sandwich. Boy, this is making me very, very... Oh, and look at all the desserts. That's the best part. Now, they didn't bring any of those, did they? No, we didn't request those. Are you sure? I believe so. Are you sure? There's probably a big carton of food over there in the corner somewhere, and you haven't looked in there yet. He's hiding it, yeah. Really, they didn't bring any desserts? No desserts. I don't see any, no. Lucille's fresh-baked walnut apple pie. Wow. Old-fashioned chocolate cake. Uh, three scoops of vanilla chocolate or strawberry, just plain ice cream. Or uh, Oreo cookie sundae. Warm fudge brownie sundae. Oh, my God, for all you brownie hounds. Homemade bread pudding. Classic cock fudge sundae. Fresh-baked mm. fruit pie a la mode. Classic banana split, the big split. Mm. It says maybe you'd like to take it home, put it in the bathtub, and roll around in it. <laughs> oh, Yummy. old-fashioned milkshakes and malts. I bet you they brought in a big chocolate malt, and I can just see you guys right over the silver container now. What do they call those things? Silver containers. Yeah. Do you hear Chris chewing? I can see Chris and Zach with twin straws uh-huh. sucking the uh, milkshake. Out Sitting of at a table, you know. Caramel Sunday. Give me the goo goo Strawberry Sunday. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Sunday. Oh, well. Ooh. New York Chocolate Egg Cream and Ice Cream Float. Well, they got a good menu, and the prices are right, and it's a great location. Great food. 2250 Weston Road in Weston. Great food. What's not to like? And you guys are picking out, and I'm sitting here holishing, man. I may just fade away by the end of the show today. I may not make it. I may fade off into oblivion. Well, let's take a look at that poll now before we get into any more heavy-duty stuff. Heavy what? Heavy-duty. I still got 38 on that thing myself. Oh, 19. I just refreshed it, and it says 19. We've sold 81 in less than 10 minutes. Oh, my freaking God. Duff's dancing a jig right now. Is he, is he in there? Uh-huh. And what word did you just say? Jig. Jug? Jig. Jig. Duff has jugs? I know Joe Rose's got jugs. Very big ones. You seen him? No, I have not. There is that picture of Volkamp in the shower. Have you seen meeting. that one? That's disgusting. He he is he's like the Ron Jeremy of football, just covered with hair. Volkamp, have you ever seen that? No. Eighteen. Hey, I, like I told you, you better move fast because they're pretty soon going to be gone, and once they're gone, they're gone. Like, like all of my sponsors, you know, once they're gone, yeah, Duff will tell you about that. Eighteen left. You know what I just said, Chris? No, that was me actually. Well, you know. No, I know. I know. I that's why I'm asking him because I know you just said it. Don't you think I know the difference in the voices? Now you're getting like George, okay? Because you're sitting in his chair and you're getting like George, who insisted absolutely, or oh, until we looked it up online, it rubs uh, off. that that line in the uh, Godfather. Now, which line was it? Oh, here it is. Look brass, he sleeps with the fishes. It's Clemenza. Anybody, anybody who saw the Godfather for five minutes knows that's Clemenza, right? Absolutely. He said that was Tessio. No way. <laughs> Look at Brass, he sleeps with the fishes. I mean, so distinctive. He's dead, Richard Castellano. You want to know why he's dead, Zach? Because he was big and fat. Fat. Gigantic. Huge. Oh, God. 
17 and 560 WQAM. Boy, this thing is a little bit slow back here. Here it is. What's the worst performance to still win an Oscar? That's our new poll. 56 votes, as in Q56. How do you like that? Mm-hmm. Nice. Now, what are you eating now? Same thing. He's got the pulled pork, and I'm about to dig into the grilled chicken Caesar at any moment. Now, I, I hate to admit this, but if I, if I happen to have been there to do the show down there, and I had the chance to order them to bring the food in, I would have gotten that baked macaroni... And the big banana split. Really? And you've all been running around saying, oh, you're going to die. Like George always says, you're going to die. Yeah, it was, so are we all. You know, someday you're all going to say, I'm dying over here. Like that. But that's what I would have gotten. I wouldn't have put on this act like you guys are doing. But it's anyway, uh, great. What huh? act? Pretending that you don't want that stuff. Oh, I want it. I just, I'm, I can't have it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the difference. <laughs> You ask me what I want to order or what I can order. Those are the two questions. Ever see Ryan Phillip P? No. He, no. I'd like to. I'm, I'm just looking at this thing and seeing how we're doing. Five. We're yeah. down to five. We sold 95 of them, and it's only 1218. I got three. Holy moly, Ratman. Oh, my God. Holy. I'm down to three, yeah. What? We have three. I'm down to three here. You're down to three? Yeah, three uh-huh. left, yeah. Well, you better hurry now, you folks that are, like, uh, going nuts over listening to this great food that the guys are eating, because uh, once they're gone, they're gone. You know how that goes, how that went. So there's only three left, so we don't even have to get all excited about it or work very hard, not even work up a sweat. No. That's great. Excellent job, Neil, okay? Too bad the sales department isn't paying any attention, because they don't, well, this is not a sports show, you know, we can't be bothered with that. Too bad you don't get to sit in those sales meetings, since you're in the promotion meeting. I, I, I feel like go. you're, I'm I like you're a better... What? I can go and sit in there if you want me to. Yeah, sit in the sales meeting. Give us a spy report. See how many times my name comes up in there. As in, oh, none. That's because we got that Yahoo sales manager. He's got all these awards, though. He's the sales manager of the year in the building and, uh, you know, in that in that room. But they sure as hell don't want to know that. That's okay. It's only the 3rd of April, man. we got a long... We've got nine months left this year. A lot of spots they're going to be paying somebody for that aren't going to get on the air. It's all right. It's a good deal. What's the worst performance to still win an Oscar? The question is, Al Pacino said a woman is winning 13 votes. Oh, you rigged it. No, I know I did not. They don't vote what I tell them to vote. Are you crazy or oh, what? Yeah, they do. As if, no, they do not. They love to vote for you. You're full of crap. I still got five on there. You said you got three? Yep. Oh, I got three. I'm looking in the wrong place. Only three. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm getting off of that now. You what? Let me know when. Well, let me know when they're sold out. Okay. Well, the Cuba Gooding Jr. Jerry Maguire and I never saw that. Serious? That was a pretty good movie. Show me the money. Cruise? Isn't Tom Cruise in that movie? Yes. yes. I won't see it. Although he was in a couple of good movies, but that's way, way, way back then. Way back when. Top Gun. A few good men was good. No, not Top Gun. Are you, are you a crazy person or what? I never saw that, by the way. 
Your taste is in your tuchus, monsieur. You never saw Top Gun? I never saw no, Top Gun. No, I did not. Are no. you I serious? I need to see Bottom Gun. No. That's the movie that Tom Cruise likes best, Bottom Gun. What about Naked Gun? Yeah. That, now, that's a good movie. It's funny. <laughs> that was funny. I'll tell you, if there's anybody in the world, if there's anybody funnier than him, and I can't, Leslie Nielsen, Leslie I don't know Nielsen, who it is. Yeah. He could smart. be the funniest person on the face of the earth. Either that or they just write great scripts for him. But he's just he, he just makes me pee in my pants. That's why it's funny, like, now, because I knew him as, like, Naked Gun and those things. Then you see his older movies where mm-hmm. he's, like, more of, like, serious. Right. I'm like, that can't be Leslie Nielsen. It is. Yep. He's a good actor. Yes, he is. And very funny. He's the one that brought the first fart machine on uh, Carson on Tonight Show. Remember we were listening to that mm-hmm. Marlon Brando thing, the biography? This oh, yeah, he's no Marlon Brando. Johnny though. Depp was talking about how he had that fart thing, you know, that he squeezed, makes his fart sounds, and Brando just cracked up. Uh, well, anyway, Leslie Nielsen brought one right on live TV on Tonight Show years ago. Oh, right. It was great. They could fart on the Tonight Show, but we can't fart on the air. And that was a zillion years ago, but that was back in the day when we had freedom of speech and freedom of fart sounds, freedom of a lot of things. Well, they can fart on Nickelodeon, but we can't. That's right. We can't fart because Joyce don't like it. Joyce don't like farting, and Joyce has a problem with penis and with vagina and with all, you know. Joyce has got a lot of problems. You know what You know what I think the biggest problem is? I What's have that? no life. That's the one. Nicolas Cage leaving Las Vegas, six votes. De Niro, Raging Bull, five. Talk about an overrated movie, an overrated piece of dreck. Oh. You didn't like that either? No, I saw it. I don't like it. Oh, it's the greatest movie of all... I, I got news for you. If that's the greatest movie of all time, they should stop making movies. No, the greatest movie of all time. I think we're in consensus on that one. Godfather. Yeah. No kidding. Or two. Either one. You can act like a man! No, not, like not or two, okay? Not or two. Just the original? Two is good. Two is good, but two don't have li- lines like... Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Like that. Right. It's classic. And see, I had forgotten because, you know, a lot of times, eight million times a week, they're on Bravo and whatever else. And I had forgotten at the very ass end of Godfather 2 is the only time in the movie that certain people appear in it. Like, you see, um, Sonny is in there. And it's the birthday party there, the surprise party for Don Corleone. That's right. And they're all sitting around the table. There's Carlo is there and Connie and, um, Rob, and what's his name? Robert Duvall, Tom Hagen. And you see... Uh, that's the only time you see him in a movie, too, because they didn't want to pay him the money. And Santino was there. And, uh, and Tessio. And you don't see Don Corleone, but you hear him when he comes in the door, because he's, you know, he's busy dying. Hey, guess what? What? One. We're down to one on Lucille. Si. Oh, my freaking God, baby. There's only one left. Solamente uno. Soltanto uno. You better grab it while you can, because once it's gone. It's gone. Robert De Niro, Raging Bull 5, Tom Hanks in Forrest Dump 4. He gives me the willies, man. I, I talked about that the other day. I don't know what it is. I just can't stand him. You didn't like the Forrest Gump either? No, I didn't see it. Really? I thought that was a pretty good movie. All I had to do was see the clips. Life is like a box of chocolates. Uh, you know, it's about a dumb guy. You know, what do I need to see a movie yes. about a dumb guy? It's about a dumb guy. If I want to do that, I can just take some calls. That's a good point. Gwyneth Paltrow, Shakespeare in Love 3. Susan Sarandon, who I love. Dead Man Walking 2. Gina Davis, The Accidental Tourist 2. Helen Hayes Airport 2. Estelle Parsons, Bonnie and Clyde, too. Liz Taylor, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf, too. Now, there, there is a really sick movie. Remember a few weeks ago I saw that and talked about it? Yes. They, Richard Burton and Liz Taylor didn't have to act at all. It was just uh, <coughs> drunks, just a couple of drunks brawling and screaming and bitching and carrying on and talking about this son that never really existed in the first place. And this young couple sitting there like, oh, gee, what did we get ourselves into? But they, they, they didn't want to leave, you know? That's what I don't understand. If, if you were invited to somebody's house who were practically strangers and they were like brawling and drunk and, uh, you know what I mean? What do you mean? 
Would you stick around? No. Yeah, maybe. Well, if you have popcorn, maybe you can watch it, but... Judy Holiday, born yesterday, too. Marissa Tomei, my cousin Vinny, one. Kevin Spacey, American Beauty, one. Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep, both in Kramer versus Brad Kramer, one apiece. How many votes do you have total? 56. Oh, you need to refresh, brother. we got 75. Whoa! Well, I'm more interested in the uh, Neil deal. Is it gone or is it not gone? Nope, still got one left. Let's go, people. We got one left. Well, it's only 1225, for Christ's sakes. What do you want? Like there's some drama involved there? For your mama. I'm glad Zach's getting the chance. In fact, next time you have one of your post-show meetings, you ought to rub the Joe's nose in this, okay? Oh, that old Neil, that old fag, he sells his stuff out. And, well, we don't always. You know, sometimes it takes a while. But I think it's a real eye-opener. And you know why? Because we don't talk about the damn beast. We don't take our whole show talking about, what are we going to do to save the beast? <laughs> I can't believe Zach coming on here and spending so much time ripping Joe today. Can you? Who ripped Joe? You did. Come on. You're the executive director, producer, and mashkiach on that show, whatever that means. I'm the, Aren't you? Yes. Well, this guy looks like Geldy. Turn on CNN right now. That's Geldy in about uh, 20 years. Look at that. Geldy's on CNN. Oh, wow. Yeah. Am I right? Let me turn the audio on. I told you, Geldy's on TV. Biggest names. The best talent. What do you know, Geldy? The sports leader. I like the wee wee. Finally got a call here. The number one rated in the Mohammed and David in his show. At least according to my aspirations. Stay away from me. I don't even know how you have children. Miramar, hello. Yes, I want your take on Jay Fever. Oh, well, Jay Fever is a great quarterback and a good Jew. I like Jay Fever. Uh, well, not to mention he's got extraordinarily smooth buttocks. Oh, yeah! yeah but you got to be careful what you say here. Okay, though. Thank you, Mo. No, 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 wait a minute. Don't go. But I have nothing else to say. Well, how about this? How's the weather down there in the Miramar? I'm right down the street from you. Oh, yeah. I have to go. Oh, wait, no, wait. By the way, sir. No, no, I, I have to go. Look, I tell you what. I'll hold you over the break. How's that, huh? I'll give you one of my old uh, tank T-shirts. How's that? Bye-bye, No, wait. <laughs> That was the only caller we had. The veins on your nose is glowing again. So loud. You got big boy's veins on your nose and on your face. And around those oozing pimples, you call my if you go look in the mirror, you'll see a roadmap of Ypsilanti. You got your happy son way too tight. My nose glows when something stings. Almost every day I need. And my veins, they start to tickle. I had the noise, the yeah, I look like a bull in a bag. That's because I'm a grumpy old bag. Boy, with a nose that's filled with purple veins. And it's a big that you want to see. And science channel discovery. How you know that a bleeding purple vein. Come on! 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 Come on!
1232, that's Geldy. It was just on uh, international TV on CNN. Well, that's uh, pretty famous. I know he's on the Panther games, but we don't hear him at all because Denise Potvin don't ever shut up. Just a motor mouth uh, dumb frog. Somebody says the goodbye girl, Richard Dreyfus for our poll. Okay. And, and you know something? I, I, never, I don't think I saw that movie, but I would, I would buy that because anything with Richard Dreyfus had to be really bad. Oh, but he was in Jaws. Yeah, okay, great. You know what else he was in that really uh, creeped me? I think this was the movie that really turned me against him. Was um, what was the uh, outer space? The uh, final yeah, um, movie? of the third encounter. Close encounters of Close the third encounter kind. of the worst kind. Yeah. Close encounters of the worst kind, like being in the elevator with uh, Uncle Neil after he crapped his pants, like that. That would be a bad encounter. But anyway, he he's just uh, awful. Not if you, you would have bagged you like him. Huh? You like him? Dreyfus? Yeah. I don't have right. a problem with him. I have a big problem. I don't want to see him. I don't want to smell him. Oh, and he was also in Mr. Opus Penis, whatever that movie was. Yes, he was. Mr. Holland um, Opus? Yeah. Now, we have none. Is that official? Is the official light up on the Yes, Google? officially it 29 It's official, minutes. yeah! Oh! In a half hour or less, we sold all 100 certificates. 29 minutes. Put that in your peace pipe and smoke it, Zach. Okay. That was pretty good, don't you think? Oh, uh, Air, Air Transamer, whatever that is, ATA shuts down. It's official. If you have any flights booked on ATA, uh, good luck to you. And also that uh, Hawaiian Air, did you, Aloha. Did you see that the other day? Yes. Yeah, what they said? Aloha. Bye bye. bye. Yeah. So we had, in, we had an in-house suggestion of um, Crow, uh, Russell Crowe for Gladiator. Crow and Gladiator? Yeah. I hate Russell Crowe. Although he is good in that. What's that one movie he's in that's good? Um, you don't like anybody, Neil. You hate Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, I'm waiting for that fax to come in. What, what's the great movie? The one where... Uh, not Gladiator. No. Um, the one where he's like retarded or something. Yeah. The be- a Beautiful Mind. Beautiful Mind. That's a great movie. It's really slow. You have to stick with it. And then when you finally find out the ending, which I better not spoil it on the air. Yeah, don't do that. No, I can't do that. If I, I mean, nobody will watch it. If I, It's one of those movies that a, a spoiler is to say anything about it. Russell Crowe. It's pretty interesting. Well, there, there's all kinds of stuff, man. The, the faxes are coming. It's uh, like a wild day here today. What's going on? What the hell's going on here? Like all hell broke loose. We're back, we got an audience out there. Maybe they came back because Footsie Tootsie drove them away with that eight millionth pull on. What's the best burger in town? You know something? Seriously, he ought to just go on here tomorrow and say goodbye, and not even anything else, just goodbye, and just walk out. That's what I would do if I was you, Tootsie. God. Everybody's a talk show host. Here's one that says, if you got to Godfather Sound Bites, it was Tessio that said, no, it was not Tessio, okay? Hate to break the news to you. We've already been through this. Yeah, we've looked it up and everything. We looked it up in the script for crying out loud. It wasn't Tessio that said, Luca Brasi uh, sleeps with the fishes. Listen to it again. It's very clearly. You can tell by, you can tell. It's uh, a Clemenza. Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. Christ almighty. Well, didn't we go all through that? And yeah, George we did a couple Also, was Tessio. Listen to it. Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. I admit, I thought it was fish at first also, but... Fish? Yeah. You got your fish confused. Now, if you want Tessio... Tom, can you get me off the hook? For old time's sake. Time Can't do it, Sally. Can't do it, Sally. And he said, oh, don't call me Sally. And it was an accident and somebody got hurt. Yeah. It was an accident, but nobody got hurt. 
<laughs> Poor Kay, you know, she just she just wouldn't go along with the program, that bitch. I'll let this you screws up all my arrangements. See, there's Tessio. This screws up all my arrangements. Listen to the voice, okay? Listen to the voice. Let's play it 50,000 times, okay? Listen to the voice. And then listen to Clemenza say... Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. See the difference? No? Mm -hmm. yeah. I hear the difference. Yeah, a little bit deeper. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Now, if somebody were to say that was Tessio, they should be shot. Just like Polly. Oh, Polly won't see him no more. I bet you we got that line, too. How do you guys do that, that magic trick? Eh? Oh, Polly won't see him no more. <laughs> oh. Just stop it. Uh, who, who did that? The guy with the facts who's full of crap. It is not Tessio. It's Clemenza. Look it up. Google it online, okay? Go to the script. They got the whole script right out online. Clemenza says, Luca Brazzi sleeps with the fishes. It's an old Sicilian message. Former President Jimmy Carter came close to endorsing Barack Obama for the Democratic presidential nomination, leaving little doubt who the Georgia native will back as a party superdelegate. Speaking to Nigerian reporters yesterday in the town of Abuja, Carter responded to a question about the prolonged race for the Democratic nomination. We're very interested in the primaries, Carter said, according to the Nigerian newspaper This Day. Don't forget that Obama won in my state of Georgia. My town, which is home to 625 people, is for Obama. My children and their spouses are pro-Obama. My grandchildren are also pro-Obama. As a superdelegate, I wouldn't disclose who I'm rooting for, but I'll leave you to make that guess. In other words, he said, I'll give you 85 choices, and the first 84 don't count. Carter's spokeswoman, Deanna Congilio, confirmed the former president's remarks to the Atlanta Urinal Constitution today. Carter was in Nigeria for a ceremony to celebrate the reduction of cases of Guinea worm disease to fewer than 10,000. Oh, that, that doesn't even sound good, does it? Worm, worm disease? disease? Oh. God. The former president's one of 13 Georgia superdelegates, those party leaders and elected officials who are free to support whomever. Of those 13, Obama currently has got the support of seven. Three are supporting Swillery, and three are uncommitted. Carter, U.S. Representative Jim Marshall, and DNC member and labor leader Richard Ray have yet to announce their choice. But it looks to me like Obama's got at least eight, sounds to me, based on Jimma. Whose brother is still, even though he's dead, he's still peeing on the side of buildings out there. That was a classy president, man, with that brother with his billy beer. Used to pee outside all the time. Maybe he thought he was in Amsterdam, you know. Yeah, I'm sure, Zach, you saw that in Amsterdam. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Where they have those... They, they, they have like the urinals court. in the middle of the street. Yeah, that's right. Well, not in every street. Don't make no. it sound like guys are peeing all over in the street. Well, they no. are, but... But it was weird. I went yeah. into a place to go to the bathroom, and they're like, the bathroom well, is right there. that's good, though, isn't it? Because they're drinking a lot of beer there, man. They're drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking gallons and gallons and gallons of beer. So they got to have somewhere to pee. It's better than just peeing on the side of a building like You're right. Carter. That's a good point. But it was weird. And no, I did not hang around outside those pee holes, believe me. Kind of in creepy. Amsterdam, there are, there are more delicate places to uh, find people to yep. meet and greet mm -hmm. and treat. And greet. And meet. 104 votes on the new poll, man. I, something's going on. Maybe, maybe we're going to have a good trend tomorrow, do you think? Yes. I'll tell you one thing right now. Either we're going to have a great trend tomorrow or it's going to suck real bad. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Before American Idol, you danced in the nude. 
that is called dicks And you didn't dance for any chicks Now Seacrest likes you even more Performing on Idol was your biggest dream Danny Noriega is not the only queen You say that you did it just for cash Showed your junk and shook your ass Will you get kicked right out the door? Cause you danced for some gays You stripped yourself down You sat up on laps and you wiggled around You hoped we wouldn't know But pictures don't lie You grabbed at the pole and you went for a ride You danced for some gays It's all in the news You say you love music but you Now, I got the script right here, but I can't find that part. I'm on where Salazzo says, yeah, I'll worry about Luca when he, after he uh, lets Tom Hagen go. Remember that? Yeah, I'll look for it. Even Sonny won't be able to call off Luca Bronzi. I'll worry about Luca. You take care of Sonny and the other two kids. Good. Then you can go. I don't like violence. I'm a businessman, and blood is a big expense. Says uh, Salazzo. Try the veal. McCloskey, try the veal. That's the best in the city. Sterling Hayden. All those unsung heroes in the movie who were overshadowed by the longer and greater performances by the big-name actors. But these were big-name actors, too, like like I said, like Richard Conti. Bazzini. What are we going to do about that Bazzini business? How do we get back into this again? Is it Zach's fault, isn't it? Always is. We keep getting faxes. Huh? Keep getting faxes and say Yeah, all they got to do is, uh, and, and the guy was wrong. Now, now, you search for it. Are you on the dialogue? Did you find it? I'm looking in the quotes on IMDb. Well, you got to wait till you see the next fax. It says, Cecilia message is later sent to the Corleone family, a fish wrapped in Bratzi's flak jacket. Right. Meaning is made clear to the Corleones. Bratzi is now at the bottom of the ocean, or mm-hmm. as Tessio puts it in the film, Luca Bratzi sleeps with the fishes. Salazzo has Bratzi killed, as is the best way of ensuring Vito Corleone's vulnerability. When Tom Hagen is kidnapped by Salazzo, Hagen warns of reprisals from Luca Brasi. Brasi sleeps with the fishes. He says that he says it here. Brasi sleeps with the fishes. It's from the website. It was Tessio. Brasi sleeps with the fishes. But we've been through this already. Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. Now I believe it's uh, Tessio. He was always the smarter one. Luca Brasi sleeps with the smart fishes. I thought we had it straightened out. Now, now I'm listening to it. I'm not even hearing it. I think somebody uh, is playing tricks with me. Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. So who do we think it is again? What? We, we think, think it's, it's Tessio. You think? <laughs> yes, I think. And we think it's... A Sicilian message. Here it is again. It was Tessio. You're wrong. You are wrong. We've been through this before. As Tessio puts it in the film, Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. Salazzo is uh, Brasi killed, as it's the best way of censoring uh, Don Vito, Vito Corleone's vulnerability. Boy, if this print was any smaller. Yeah, I thought you might like that. Here it is again from the West, uh, website. It was Tessio, damn it. Some militant bastard out there who just won't uh, take no for an answer. Listen. Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. Now I don't know. We went through this week. Now, have you got the uh, dialogue? Yeah, I'm looking through uh, things right now. 
Frank, I think you should continue with the show, you two, while I uh, scroll through that. I'm on it. It's got to be close to there. The website? Uh, Tessio brings in Luca Brasi's bulletproof vest, delivered with a fish inside. Sonny, what the hell is this? Clemenza. It's a Sicilian message. It means Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. Clemenza. Clemenza. Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. Told you. All right. <laughs> on imdb.com right i know my godfather damn it i don't there's nothing else in the world i know except my fattening food and my hot young guys but other than that I, nothing i know except i know my godfather all right look brass he sleeps with the fishes anybody who don't know that's clemenza don't know no godfather all right in fact let me let me let me uh, what the hell's that what is this this is legitimate I swear, this is legitimate. <laughs> yeah, just like you rolled in that horrible movie. Hoo-ha. Okay, let's get Tessio and Clemenza back-to-back, okay? Listen. Look, Brassi sleeps with the fishes. This screws up all my arrangements. Two different the difference? Yeah, there's two different people there. Right, exactly. One of them is a big, fat Clemenza, and the other one is big, tall, a fish. Tessio. Tessio is the second one, yes. Right. There's no way that Tessio first. See, you're stepping on it. I always liked him. Tell Mike it was only business. I always liked him. See, he had more of a craggy voice. Whereas Clemenza, you could hear the fat in his voice. You know what I mean? Well, you should know something about that, both of you. Oh, yeah. I could hear it. You could hear the fat. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Look, he could barely speak because he was so fat. He was choking on his own fat. Blue brass, he sleeps with the fishes. Do you know who I am? I'm Mo Green. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. Yeah. At any rate, here's another look at this. Another long thing from Sean in Hollywood. Boy, Sean is just out of control. But that's okay. We love you, Sean. We need more people like you. Unlike Charlie B., who ran away with his thing behind between his legs. Dear Uncle Neil, at the risk of being chronic, I heard you lamenting the death of decent poles and trying to whip one. Way to go at Woodbine yesterday. That makes me think of something. It says, yeah, I won two grand at Woodbine yesterday on the dollar machine, man. I was even Steven, and I got Wheel of Fortune five times. Purple seven, two grand, and I went, all right. And all these other losers, I was oh, he got it, he got it, yeah. You. And then I saw Maurice later on. Maurice lost seven grand. It, it really is very sad, and again, I don't know anything about him. I don't know uh, what his, how, if he's like a multimillionaire. I, I don't know. I know he's a frog. I could say dumb frog, but that would be redundant. I think slots are second one to Kino as being the worst odds for the gamer. Craps has some of the best odds and definitely the most action. I'm not a particular degenerate, haven't been to a casino with table games in years, but when I do, the craps table is awesome and fun as hell. The bets can be as simple or complex as the player wants. In fact, the simple bets have the smallest house advantage. See, this to me smacks of like Sean, who doesn't know anything about gambling, which he says himself, is trying to tell me what I should play. I like the slots. Okay? I like the slots. I was in Montreal where the slots don't even pay. And they got all the table games. I played the slots and lost my ass. But that's what I enjoy. Do you know what I think you should do? What? Play the slots. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to let any... See, I, I don't even know how to put it. It's just it's annoying. Even from a close personal friend like Sean, who we don't know. Now, did you, you weren't out there. What did George say about him? Um, I said he was a nice guy because he scared away the freaks. Well, good. We like you, Sean, but don't tell me how to live my life, okay? Don't ever take sides with the family again. With anybody. What does he say? Take sides Don't against, ever take against sides. the family. Don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. Right. Ever. 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 
Here's somebody. Somebody bears it out. They printed this out. Tessio brings in Lombardi's bulletproof vest, delivered with a fish inside. Sonny says, what the hell is this? Clemenza says, it's a Sicilian message. It means Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. Clemenza. Big, fat, disgusting, wonderful Clemenza. I pulled that right off the IMDb and sent it to you. Thank you so much. So I don't have to go. I have the whole script on there. I can't believe the script from the whole, mo- the whole movie is on there. You know something? That's, we could take parts. Let's do it. Hey, yeah, no, we can do that all the about now. Oh, Maybe man. tomorrow. Come on, when we have our post-show uh, meeting... And we'll figure out who will do what. Let's set that up for a future show. Who's going to read which part? Can I think I we should do it next week. We've got meeting? George. We can have another. We can have like George you know, can be Fredo in here. I'll be uh, Al Martino because you don't have too many lines. I want to be Luca. What Bossi. am I going to do? What am I going to do? And they get slapped in the face, you know. Like you can act like a man. Where the hell is that? Can I be oh, Don Corleone? You can act like a man. What's the matter with you? Now that's Mama Corleone, isn't it? Tessium. Duff, Duff Tessium can be K. Ass. Why do we have to... What? Duff can be K. Yeah, Duff can be K. That's right. Hey, Duff. You fairy. Is he there with the food or what? No, he's uh, very, very happy that they sold so well. And he, he ought to be. Uh, 29 minutes. I see it's official. It's on the board, baby. Put it on the board. 29 freaking minutes. I believe he's over in the sales side of the building. Good. Maybe he'll like tell him to go sell something on the show. See what I can do. Just, let's see, it says, for old time's sake, could you play the voicemail from that pretentious old bastard who complains about the station and claims, and that's not a, vo- oh, yeah, so yeah, it is, Roby Young. See, Sean is old enough to remember Roby Young once, uh, uh, he was on WABC in New York for crying out loud. He was on, uh, I'm sure, I don't know if he was ever on Q- QM, obviously he was on IOD. Now, if, Roby if Young. you say WABC. It's a damn bad that not only you have to be bought up by that bandit Paxson, but if I wanted to buy some time on your station... I couldn't. You don't have real people at 75, uh, for it. You don't have it on your regular number. I was asked to be a guest on one of your talk shows, or I think it's your AM, the WIOD. They won't even call me back to tell me what the name of the show is. I was on your station in 1964. I'm a sort of prominent guy in Miami. I buy time, and I influence people who buy time. And if you people can't get it together to be a better radio station, and if you were at a Conrad station or an EBS station, I suggest that you take your damn frequency, which my grandmother's friend, Jesse J, put on the air in 1926, and you turn the damn thing off and get out of the business. You people ought to be ashamed of yourself. Yes. My name is Roby Young, and the telephone number is a motel in Miami, room 13. <laughs> you people ought to be ashamed. You shouldn't even be running that facility. And I used to be the boss of the damn thing in 19... 19- I ran the damn thing, and I'm firing your ass. You are terrible. You have no credibility in radio. Now, damn it all to piss before I get on the phone to Petson. You get on the phone to me, and you get me to take this bet, or I'm going to tell him a lot more if the sale goes through. But it will, because you're doomed anyhow. Good luck to you. Yeah, good luck to you, too, Roby. You're dead. He's good dead. luck to you. Sounds like Just a crazy to you how infectious Neil Rogers sure really is, says, Sean, I once called a metal supplier of mine, asked for the usual salesman, a nice guy named Eddie Gomez. While on hold waiting for him, I was saying out loud to myself, Eddie, this is Eddie, complete with the uh, uh, ba-boom, ba-booms. As it turned out, I wasn't really on hold. The secretary just laid down the receiver in a very crowded office. Needless to say, my future purchases from them were done via fax. That's awesome. That's cute. Sean's got the disease, man. He's got Neil Rogers' disease. Here's the poll he sent. See if you like it. If I had the time, I would learn blank. 
Another language, sign language, to play an instrument, carpentry, scuba diving, to play golf, to play crafts, more about investing, to do my own taxes, to sing, to ride a motorcycle, how to program my cell phone, drive a stick shift, more about history, to rollerblade, the Koran, to manage my anger, and more about Jesus. Good pull, Sean, not bad. Oh, and the reason I won the two grand, by the way, is because I was very perspicacious. It wasn't just blind luck. I waltzed in and in a machine. I was blind luck I got the machine. It gave me a spin for 500 almost right away, 500 bucks. And then it got cold, and so I moved off that machine, and a woman came, and a short time later, she got 600 bucks on the line on the same machine I had just left. And I thought to myself, that's the jackpot machine, baby. That's the one that's paying. And so I got back on there, and within like three, four minutes, there's two grand on the line. How do you like that? Wow. Not just blind luck, Sean, but great perspicacity, and it was Clemenza. Clemenza. Get it right. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Oh, this is Arnold. This is not a tumor. It's the one for two hours. It's new and it's at Burger King. Godfather Trilogy action figures. They're fun for the whole family. Collect all ten mob action figures with each Whopper, fries, and super large drink. And that's a super large drink. No exceptions. Get Sonny in his favorite garbage can so you can beat the crap out of Carlo after he punches out Sonny's sister. Or get the bullet-riddled body of Sonny after he gets it at the Jersey toll booth. Wow, isn't that great? Impress all your friends with the Don himself. I'll make him an offer he can't refuse. So start organizing your neighborhood now and get the Godfather action figures. Remember, it's only business, and it's at Burger King. And you're taking it very personal, 102 at 560 WQAM. Well, I'm sure glad we got that resolved, thanks to Fat Chris. I feel better now. You're welcome. Oh, my God, that was... For just one, for a fraction of a second there, that faxer had me convinced. You're wrong, Neil. You're wrong. I like, you know, like big deal. That should be my worst. My worst mistake in life is if I made a mistake on the Godfather, but I didn't. I got one right. Just one time. Just this one time. I got one right. Right. Yes. Uh huh. Right. Right. Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. It doesn't even sound like Tessio, not even like a little bit. No, it doesn't. It sounds like... Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. Fat Clemenza. And that's another thing, whoever sent those... And I don't see any apology coming on the facts, by the way. I don't see any other facts coming from that guy who went out of his way twice to give me misinformation, okay? You can call me miss, but don't call me misinformation. Bastard. Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. Schmuck, Schmendrick, Schmigegi, Schmerl, Feinockel. All of these All of these things. things. Anyway, I guess you're not going to get the 360 back, huh, before on Monday until George decides to bring it back? Yeah, probably not. Maybe he sold it. Maybe. Maybe that's what he's doing this week. He's out there selling some equipment from the remote of the Gulf Stream. Maybe he and Sean went around uh, selling crap. See, now, I don't know. Maybe I'm sensitive, which I don't think I am. I'm very thick-skinned. Yes. No foreskin, but thick-skinned. But where somebody says to me, I think slots are second order, the Kino is being the worst odds for the gamer. I, I, I know the odds are not good. I enjoy it, okay? I like it. It's my hobby. It's my pastime. I love it. It's fun. It's an expensive hobby, grant you, I'll say that. And over the long haul, you're going to lose your ass at it. But maybe once in a while you get lucky. Who knows? Maybe one time you win a jackpot like the lotto. Who knows? Life is full of risks, right? Like when you work at WQAM, it's full of risks. Every day when you come in, you never know. Exactly. They might say, oh, guess what? We've eliminated your position. You no longer work here or something like that. On a spring day at a speedway in the south, John McCain posed with his wife Cindy and racing star Dale Earnhardt Jr. 
highlighting the couple's political and business interest in a single snapshot. McCain served as honorary starter of the NASCAR race that weekend in Charlotte. Earnhardt drove the Budweiser car, painted military camouflage, rather than its trademark red to honor the troops. Budweiser, then NASCAR's official beer, is brewed by Anheuser-Busch Companies, Inc., whose products have made Cindy McCain and her family a fortune. The brewer sold toy replicas of its race car to aid the Special Operations Warrior Foundation uh, and publicized its support for the group on whose board John McCain served and whose chairman later endorsed him. The Speedway appearance helped McCain court NASCAR voters, and his campaign circulated a video of the event over the Internet's. The McCain's marriage has mixed business and politics from the beginning, according to an expansive review by the AP of thousands of pages of campaign, personal finance, real estate, and property records nationwide. The paperwork chronicles the McCain's ascent from Arizona newlyweds to political power couple on the national stage. As heiress to her father's stake in the Hensley and Company of Phoenix, Cindy McCain is an executive who's worth maybe in excess of $100 million. $100 freaking million. Oh, my God. That's more than even we make on this station, all of us put together. Just barely, yeah. Except for Muff. Her beer earnings have afforded the GOP presidential nominee a wealthy lifestyle with a private jet and vacation homes at his disposal, and her connections helped him launch his political career, even if the millions remain in her name alone. Yet the arms-length distance between McCain and his wife's assets also has helped him shield, shield him from conflict of interest problems. Nearly 30 years before John McCain became the Republican presidential nominee, he worked in public relations at his wife's family company. Within a few years of marrying Cindy Hensley, the daughter of a multimillionaire Anheuser-Busch distributor, John... Oh, you hear that? What is that? Our power supply is deepening again. John McCain won his first election. He was new to Arizona politics and fundraising in the 82 House race, and his campaign quickly fell into debt. Personal money, tens of thousands of uh, loans to his campaign from McCain bank accounts helped him survive. And it goes on and on. Just like the Saudis who bailed out W. For all his failed, his oil business, all his other businesses in Texas. I better go unplug that while you guys hum a tune. Uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, you know, so. So, uh, how's that, uh, season salad? It's actually very good. Very, very good. So, I'm, you're heading there tonight, I hear? I am going to Lucille's daughter tonight, yes. All right. Taking my fiance. Right. She was jealous. Was she? You can make her happy now. I'm going to make her happy tonight. That's by cool. taking her to the diner. Very good, very good. That's about it. So, when did you guys have the discussion about the. The Godfather bit. Was like uh, it comes up every ago? couple months. No, 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 a couple months ago. It comes up every couple months because we always play the Godfather drops. So, you know, someone always complains, but, oh, that's not that person, that's this person, you know, all those things. So, it's like, well, no, uh, you know, that's not what it is. It's actually this. And, you know, then I have to go there and I find the line again and I fax to him and say, see, this is the truth. It's unbelievable. You think Neil's going to be okay? Yeah, he'll be okay. It sounds I, like someone's heart monitor. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those battery backup things for the computer, so... It was going off the other day, too, wasn't it? Yep. Well, I can open up this other mic. How's that? Oh, there's Neil. Can you give us a blow-by-blow down there? It's still beeping. It's still... Something's still beeping. Your fire alarm going off? No. Are they evacuating the building? That is a weird beep. What kind of power source is that? You know, it's one of those big ones. You know, those big... Huge things, I guess, the uh, APC, UPC, whatever it is. Doesn't seem to be working so great for him. Yeah. The beeping noise. Maybe it's gotten old. Oh, yeah. No, it's Maybe old. It if it's beeping like that, it's, yeah. something's wrong with it. I think we lost Neil. He's done. Uh-oh. Yeah, we're just going to have to do the rest of the show by ourselves. That could be interesting. Well, as executive producer of the show, I will... Uh, oh, now you're executive producer of this well, show, too? I, if, if he, he's if just he walking around, around, around your executive yeah, producer everything? Right. I'll try my best. Uh, uh, I'm I'm loud again. For, I lost... Uh-oh. Hello? Oh, I got Hello? you back. Oh, oh, there you are. Woo! 
scared the hell out of me. What is that? Because I unplugged something else, and all of a sudden, everything got disconnected. Now the DCS oh. is like re, uh, it's re, uh, re, rebooting. Rebooting, which that takes like hours. Nice. What about my computer? Oh, that's off. I hear all kinds of stuff in the background there. All kinds of stuff. No, you don't hear all kinds of stuff. You just hear beep, 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 beep. Yeah. beep. What well, was going faster before? Oh, yeah. Now it's slowing it's down. Now, yeah. what do I do now? Um, not that as I can't as, answer for you. As far as uh, getting that beeping to stop, is that driving you nuts? I mean, we, we can hear we it. Can hear, can it's driving you nuts you, more. Yeah. Oh, that's because I got the other mic on. I shut that one off. Is that better? Yeah, it's a little bit lower. A little, a little bit, bit better. Lower. Yeah, I got yeah. both mics on because I was on the other side of the board. Now, that's the power supply, I guess. I, mean, I, I hope that's what it is. What? I hope that's what it is. It's fading away. No, it's not fading away. Well, what are you talking about? We it's can hardly away. hear it. I now hear it. I know you can hear it. We can hardly hear it. Just throw a towel over it. Oh, maybe he unplugged it something again. When it's gone, it's gone. I don't hear the, the hiss of his open line. No. Uh-oh. Power so we do the last uh, 50 minutes of the show? I'm excited. So what do you want to talk about now? Let's talk about the Godfather movie. <laughs> well, it's What's going on with that power thing? source up there? I don't know. It's, he needs you to know? get some batteries or something. Well, usually that thing is good as long as it's plugged in. You know, it only kicks on when there's no power in the place. Yeah. So who knows what that Maybe it's a cheap Canadian one. I can only imagine that yeah. it is up there. So now he's just going to be gone. So now we'll... Yeah. This is the Neil Rogers Show, folks. we got Chris and Zach in here uh, waiting for Neil to come back with us. Something did happen to the power source up there in Toronto. I, I hear very little, if anything, from uh, from Neil right now. And yeah, usually we can kind of hear like a little bit of the, the hiss yeah, or whatever of an open. I got absolutely nothing. nothing. So we'll I guess just, we can always go to break in a second. Well, yeah, it's almost break time anyway. Maybe we'll get back with Neil before that. But if not, for the next 50 minutes, we will entertain you as much as possible in the Neil Rogers show. So now, do you know how to turn the, the lines on if uh, he happens to call on line 12? Sure. All right, well, it's, there's a little box over there. I see. A, I see. He's got yeah. the numbers on it. Uh-huh. There should be a next. Can you next? Oh, hey, there you are. Neil Rogers is back. He's with back. Us. Oh my God! If you could, I, I just had to plug the thing back in, and now stop beeping. I think I just solved everything. Oh. All right. What the hell is that? <laughs> All right. So Eric says. <laughs> someone, did you open a beer up there? What's going on? No. The 360 is kind of a nervous breakdown. <laughs> what? What was that last noise? There we go. I was, uh, it's in the, uh, I can't go through the whole thing. It's in the, it's not me. Yeah, I'm sure, over to have a sure. beer. Sounded like it. Oh. Are you able to see to the front of your uh, battery backup thing? Listen, everything now is fine, okay? <laughs> All right, well, Eric says if there's an amber or a red light on the front, there's probably yes. a problem, and you need to replace the internal battery in it. The internal battery? What I guess the there's internal like a battery? big old battery inside it. Now, let me, let me take, you want me to take a look? If you, you want to look down, down you want to break, and I'm not going to be able to play the cue anyway, so I'll just, you know. Oh, right, well, I got I to load it up. Let's see. Let me look. You got that crazy uh, music? Wait, I got some, I got some uh, stuff. There's a green light on the front. I don't see you know, if there's an amber or a what light. He said if there's an amber or a red light on the front, there's a problem. Well, let me take a puke at it. Let me go around behind the thing again. This is very right. exciting. Let's make you do your do-it-yourself radio. I like them. We got some background for, music for the whole while thing. While I was gone here, everything went went off. Everything just went dark. Then the electric is on here. It's not like we had a power failure. Everything went off. Yeah, we lost you totally. I'll just play Howard Bites. I like that. While we wait for Neil Rogers to come back. I'm here. Oh, there he is. Did he offer you one, Goldie? 
couple of days ago. Love that stuff. There's just a green light on the front. All right, well, the hopefully it's okay then. Absolutely. All right, so let's do the break and then maybe we'll come back or not. All right, we're going to go down. Everything's back to a normal copacetic. So the power supply is evidently, I guess, the battery is uh, battery pack inside is. Yeah, Eric says he uh, he kind of had to replace a whole bunch of battery packs recently, and it's having the same problem as you're having now. So well, how do I do that? Um, Good I luck. don't know. Maybe I have to get the engineer up here. Oh no, we don't have to do that. Cost us money. And I hear. You can't hear those sounds, too, but they're like inside, inside one of the computers on the floor. It's going like that, you know? Like what? Like that. Okay. Yeah, just like that. It's making like a clicking sound? It'll stop. So this like has happened before. I wonder if that's your fans or your hard drive, maybe. In fact, maybe it's the DCS on the floor. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't oh, that, that would not be good. Yeah, but that thing doesn't really get a lot of uh, wear and tear because it just, uh, it, it's, uh, you know, MS-DOS. What's DOS? MS-DOS, or whatever it is. I don't know. But it wow. works, and you should have seen this 360, man. It looked like a pinball machine, speaking of machines. It when sounded came back on. What? It sounded like you were drinking, a, you opened up a beer. You, you want to hear that again? Them. Yes. Okay. See, when the power went out, the 360 went back to the first bank of buttons. Out. Oh, okay. And so on the first bank, the sound effects. The white zone is for immediate loading. Like that. I like that. Or like that. Now be careful. No, there's no, there are no fart sounds on the movie anymore. You having a party up there? Yeah. Is that outside or a sound effect?
Oh, there's the beast. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, there's the lucky ducks. And a rooster or a bird. A what? You heard what I said. Okay, so then I get back on the right bank and I'll go oh. like that. Okay? Much better. I don't know what's on bank three. I never use it. My vagina. Really oh, oh, man. All right. Woo. It's me again, Bob. Douche, when you're done. Oh, no wonder I never played number three. I know that the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. I'm as mad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Oh. I don't think so. I don't know what it is, but it's moving. But, 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 but. Just lick them. Okay, that's bank three. I like there bank is, three. There is no bank four, I'm sure of that, I don't think. Uh-oh. Yeah, no s***. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> there is a bank four. To this day... Oh, I got all these things that I thought I only George had and I didn't have. Oh, Jesus, are you f***ing kidding me? Wow. How do you like that? Anyway, we apologize profusely for this uh, technical display, but it's just one of those things, you know, crap happens. So what have I got to do? i got to replace the uh, batteries in the... Uh... Well, he says if it's the kind that he has, you can just get a new battery pack. But what kind of battery pack? I don't know. Double I've never had to replace one of those, so... Maybe maybe he can send me an email and give me some instructions how I how I do it and what I do it. You don't want to do it over there. I can't do it now in the middle of the way. Oh yeah, okay. I'll I'll see. You. I'm gonna go out and get a battery pack. All right. See you later, now. I'll see you in a couple hours. Bye bye. <laughs> wow. But see, what I had done was unplugged the um, evidently the the plug that connects the power to this whole everything here, the board and everything underneath. It, it's connected into that computer. Ah, and that's where it draws its juice from. So when I unplug that and attempt to cut that beeping out, it just everything went whoop like that. And the 360, which I started to say before you got into the uh, beer, uh, the lights are zipping all around like a like a, a pinball machine, like a wild light show, man. It was I felt like I was on acid or something. Really? Compete. Well, there's Swillery. She's on acid. Well, they, she don't know where her next $4 are coming from. Somebody sent some money to Swillery, okay? She's broke. She can't pay her bills. Pay your bills, pay your bills, damn it. Computer went out. I had to, like, re-diddle with that thing. Oh, my God. Every, everything was like... And you you notice, though, the good news is that this thing... Neil, God. ...got back on there. It didn't take as long as, as I thought it was going to. Because that has to go through all the damn files and... Mm -hmm. Whole bunch of crap. You watch it rebooting and like. Look, he sleeps with the fish. We're gonna play that 400 times. So we gotta have the DCS. Now I'm listening, and all of a sudden that thing that was clattering is quiet. Well, that's good. It's it's like resetting. You fixed there, it. You know what I mean? It's what? I think you fixed it. I, I fixed it. I fixed everything, but it isn't gonna stay like this. Did this happen yesterday or on? Um, I think it was Tuesday. Tuesday. Probably Tuesday, I think. And I unplugged that one uh, plug from the wall, and I plugged it back in, and it was quiet. And there's no red light on there, just a green light. Okay. Maybe Eric will tell you what that means. Nothing. Sure. Okay, here's the poll. What's the worst performance uh, to still win an Oscar? Al Pacino said a woman is winning, baby. Oh! Hands down your pants, 31 to 18. You rigged it. Over Cuba Gooding Jr. and Jerry Maguire. Nicholas Cage, Leaving Las Vegas, 18. Tom Hanks, Forrest Dump, 13. Life is like a box of chocolates. Now, maybe it was a good movie, but he's in it, number one. And number two, after seeing that clip, I, you couldn't get me to watch that for his, uh, a lot of money. 10000 bucks. How about twenty? Maybe. Okay. Helen Hayes, Airport, 13. Gwyneth Pal uh, Paltrow, Shakespeare in Love, 12. And uh, that's all I'm going to read.
out of 176. This is our second poll. What do we have in the first one? Nine something. Like 901, 902. 901, 902, I think Zach said there. 903. 903. Told you. And 176, we're almost to 1,200, uh, right? Yes. Yep. Which will make easily because we got 35 minutes to go. Damn it. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. They cheese. And now the League of Retarded Citizens will perform their rendition of Green Onions. Don't make fun. They work very hard for this. Thirty-one at five sixty WQM. Can you hear me? I hear you. Yes. Yes. There we are. Boy, this is a marriage made in heaven. Oh yeah. This Having has fun been uh, some bizarre day. Well, you know, <laughs> when you least expect it, there are these technical difficulties. But I've got some very exciting news. I just had a uh, email from Norma Kant, and oh boy, comes Yeah, he wants those tickets. He wants those runaways. Remember in Godfather 3, where um, George Hamilton's getting really nervous that the deal is going to fall apart with uh, Immobiliare? Yes. And he goes to see the bishop, that really nerdy old queen bishop with the glasses, and the bishop extends his hand and says, we have an understanding. Well, that's what we've got here at QAM, according to Norma. They've got to dot the I's and cross the T's and stuff like that, but we have an understanding. So All that's right. That's a good thing. Why? Well, I'm going to be here until I croak on the ears. All right. What? That's a good. That's thing. a very good thing. Yeah. Is it? Well, it's good. That's thing some uh, breaking news. Got a job. Unless I decide. See, and of course there would be those people who'd say, "Oh, well, if you did come back down here and do the show from the studio, you wouldn't have any technical problems like that, Neil." <laughs> oh yeah. I guess those people have not, haven't been listening very long, right? See, technical problems are, are part of the uh, programming. In fact, don't you discuss those when you have your meetings? Yes, every day. As executive director, don't you say, oh, about 8.30 tomorrow, let's have a technical problem, like uh, lose the uh, line and what, whatever. Mm-hmm. In fact, remember when George was out of Gulfstream the other day, Chris? Yep, and we lost him for a couple we minutes. We lost him for a little bit there. We lost the line. You know. it's, just, it's part of the uh, business, man. It's broad- broadcasting. It just goes with the territory. And, of course, me, being the old pro that I am, I don't panic. I just run around here like, oh, geez, what do I do now? You know, like that. Oh, crap. And then the funny part of it is when I plug the thing in, and then the lights started coming back on, and then it still takes it takes a few seconds before it reestablishes the connection, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm standing here, and the lights are all coming back on. And the 360, the, the lights are just rolling all around and uh, puking and screaming. And then all of a sudden I hear you like, ah! I hear Chris, ah, like that. They like that. We've had a couple of those days where the whole show was like that, by the way, Zach, where uh, the audio would break up. And and it's especially good when I was taking calls in those days. 
Another good reason not to take calls. That's fine. Like that. Even more spastic than usual. Which, when you say that about our callers, now how's that guy? Here's another thing. When you when you want to play butch boss with Joe, I don't want to start interfering in your show. Yes. Even though I did give you some really good advice about that Joe deal that half. We're taking it. We're going to run and, with and it. You, and you see, we're the experts on it now. You see, in 29 minutes, we sold 100 of them today. I'm taking you know how to notes. Do it. We've been doing it a long time. Now, what's that chronic caller that they've got, Chris? Steve? St- no. Oh, be- oh, oh, oh. Um, Stormcat. Stormcat. Yeah. I don't want to start interfering, but let me make a very, very urgent suggestion. Yes. Ditch the Stormcat. You know what I mean? Shoot him. Yeah. Stick him in the desert and don't give him a map. Something like that. You got it. Stormy. Now, does Joe enjoy it? Now, you guys still aren't talking to Richie from Boar's Head and the other idiot, Mark, the Jets fan? They normally call majority of the time during football season. Although, oh, and he's Although Richie does them? call. Rich, Richie did call this week. We did hear from him. He's actually going to bring food in on Friday. Well, he feels left out. Why? John Gray, right? I'm, I'm not touching any of that, okay? It's your show. You have a good time. Thank you. You're the executive producer and director and responsible for everything that happens. Yes. John Gray in The Guardian writes, those who control oil and water will control the world. I better do the break early because this is it's not real long, but I don't want to interrupt it. It's an important story. It might save, save us from ourselves. So Eric says I've got to go out and buy a battery pack. Well, he says if you can get the uh, the number, the model number, yeah. that'll help him know what you might need to do. The model number of what? The bad, the uh, battery pack? Of your yeah, of your battery pack thing. Oh. That whole thing. There should be like a number someplace on it. Oh, I know a good number when I see one. Let me tell you, like a woodbine yesterday. Oh, brother, there were some good numbers in that place. But guys, sorry. Uh, Did you fall down or something? No. Oh, I think he's checking the. Oh, yeah, checking I the number. I figured maybe like during the break he would have checked, but you know. APC backups pro. Is there like a model number? Well, I'm sure there is on there somewhere. I'm not. Listen, I've already been off mic enough during the show and crawling around on the floor without doing it while we're on the air. You know, what I'm saying now that everything works again at least till two o'clock. I think we can probably string along till two. That's all we need. Yeah, he said uh, pro what? So I guess there should be a number someplace. Zach. Pro Zach. Pro Zach. Ron. All right, is he checking or? Uh, yeah, he fell down. Fourteen hundred. Fourteen hundred. Okay. Does that make sense? Sure. And he was asking if it was a twelve fifty, so that you know fourteen hundred is in that uh, same thing. He said okay. Okay, what? I, I don't know. He said okay. So, so he's going to send me directions on what to do. Now where am I, I know, where am I, I know what you need. Is that what he said? Yeah, he said I know what he needs. Hey, I he, know what I need. The <laughs> <a> computer too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I know what I need and what I want. About a check for $10 million would do, and then, uh, what's his name? Uh, something straight, whatever. Oh, oh yeah, Stephen Strait. That's yeah, that would, I, I forgot about him. I was thinking about, uh, what's his name? Ryan Filippi. Since he's in the news these days, him and Jay Leno, his boyfriend, with a stupid chin. You think his chin is in the Chinese phone book, Jay? It might be. 191 on the pole, and Al Pacino said a woman is winning with 35. So I, I don't need to crawl around anymore during the break? Uh, not right now, no. Oh, please. Please. Pretty please. But the one good thing is we got, well, we had several good things happen today. One is that we sold out our thing in 29 minutes. Number two is that we got a zillion votes on the pole. Number three is we got back on the air, which is a miracle. Number four is... Look brass, he sleeps with the fish. I was right about that for once in my life. I don't see any apology facts, though, from the guy that uh, was chewing me out. You notice that? No, he's lost now. He has no oh, idea. Oh, yeah. You forgot That's number five. What? You forgot number five. 
What's that? We sold a couple of Joe Rose certificates, too. Okay, here's PR Ralph. I don't even have to look at it. I know it's him just from the uh, facts. It is. Puerto Rican Ralph. Congratulations, but coming from Norma Jean, when it's in writing and signed, then it's official. It's uh, Everything is fine, PR Ralph, okay? See, that's it. Even a good friend of ours is negative. Negative. Don't be negative. Be like me. Be positive. Positively obnoxious and sure. disgusting and grotesque uh -huh. and full of crap. Christ Almighty. Don't be negative. Everything is great. Really? Uh, probably, maybe, possibly, or possibly not. Who the hell knows? I could croak. I could get up and trip on a damn floor here off of this chair and not even get to the convenience store to get my candy uh, at 2 o'clock. Can you wait till 2? Yeah, thanks. Yeah. You know, the new Snickers with almonds, have you mm. had those? No. I think the old Snickers have peanuts, don't they? What are the old I Snickers? I believe have? so, yes. With the brown wrapper. But the new ones with the kind of light tan wrapper, have you seen those? I've seen them. I haven't had them yet. Oh, don't do it. I can't. And they also make them in the king size, man, and one for me, the queen size. Good mm. God. Those, those make the old Snickers pale in insignificance. I, I'm not trying to, like, get you to cheat on your diet. No, not you. But Chris, of course, who can eat whatever the hell he wants, I mean, he's, he's down to a slim 440. Not a little bit less than that. So uh, he's going to email you. He said yeah. you, think you need an RBC7 battery pack. Mm -hmm. He found a place in Toronto. He will email you the stuff. Really? Yes. And how do I stick it in there? I mean, well, I guess either he'll tell you in the email or when you go buy it, they'll, they'll show uh, you. They can ask you or tell you how to stick, stick it. it. Yeah, it wouldn't, be, stick wouldn't it. be the first one. Biggest names. The Rectum. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The Sports Leader. Stop right now. All right. I was up one night a drinking when I left the pub. Me bladder, it was aching, yes, I could have filled a tub. I wandered toward a gas station, but the doggone thing was closed. Found a nice dark corner and whipped out me Irish hose. Public urination on old St. Patty's Day. Public urination's why I'm in jail today. Oh, public urination, I'll not do it again. Cause in jail you have to do it in front of a hundred men. I told the judge how sorry I was for being dirty and lewd. He pounded his gavel and said to me, Son, I think you're screwed. Oh, public urination makes everybody blanch. Explain you got to go that bad. You'd best pee in your pants. <laughs> All right. That's in honor of what we were talking about before, about those uh, outdoor urinals in Amsterdam. I'm still shocked. When I, when I saw them down the street, I was shocked. Well, I will say, say, say this, and that is in, like, Berlin, they're not outdoors, but they have, like, public restrooms, like, in the middle of the city. Yeah, but this, was, down, in the middle of the, this was in the middle of the street. Right. I, I know. that you're, you're telling me, like, I've only been there 400 times. I, I lived there for a couple of summers. I was there once, though, and that's what, right. I, that's what I saw. That was my impression of where do you go to the bathroom? You find the urinal in the middle of the street. That's, that's what shocked did you me. Pee, did you pee there? That's the obvious I sure question. did. I would have to you go to did? the bathroom, yeah. Well, there you go. So what are you bitching about? I'm not bitching. I just was shocked. And you got three other guys maybe peeing there at the same time, and you can't see each other because it's, like, all blocked off. You know, it's like on, it's like a, um, how would you describe it? I describe it as a urinal in the middle of the street. Yeah, but it's like a thing with four different sides to it, and each side has got a little urinal in there, and, you, you know, they're, they're green. It's a yes. duplex urinal. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I guess so. That's correct. And the food and was, I didn't like the food. And is like looking over the edge of the urinal, and then you, you know, just pee right in their face. I guess oh, well, you might enjoy it in Amsterdam. You never know. They're into a lot of stuff. They're weird, yeah. 207 on the poll, yeah, weird. Oh, so we got over 1,100 today. Boy, this has been a banner day. I think it's, uh, you know, 
Time to take a few weeks off after this. <laughs> oh, so I was looking during the break on those uh, under that number of uh-huh. battery packs. Yeah. And there's one that looks like it's a battery for like a truck or something. I don't know. I, I Googled it. And That's uh, the one you need. Huh? That's the one you need. Yeah, I don't think so. Huge. And then there's another one that's like small with a brand name. I will figure it all out. Eric will he'll put me in the right direction. Maybe I can order it online and they'll deliver it right here instead of my having to schlep somewhere and buy it. Being the lazy, fat old slob that I am. I'm sure that could happen. You have no idea how many, well, I'm sure you do, how many things I order online. Like I got a great new pair of New Balance shoes the other day. Great brand. Took me like two days and they were here. New Balance Pasta sauce, the low-carb spaghetti sauce, the low-carb Dreamfields pasta, online. Really? Oh, yeah. Shows up here in a couple of days. Snyder, how to get that bacon you want? I can't find it. Snyder's, that microwave bacon. This other stuff I got is, oh, it's to die from. Some things are to die for. This is to die from. Awful, nasty crap. Well, I didn't even the story yet. Now, you're interrupting while I got it. This is very important. They're going to save the world. Sorry. History may not repeat itself, but as Mark Twain observed, it can sometimes rhyme. The crises and conflicts of the past recur, recognizably similar, even when altered by new conditions. At present, a race for the world's resources is underway that resembles the great game that was played in the decades leading up to the First World War. Then, as now, or now as then, the most coveted prize is oil, and the risk is that as the contest heats up, it will not always be peaceful. But this is no simple rerun of the late 19th and early 20th centuries. Today, there are powerful new players, and it's not only oil that's at stake. It was Rudyard Kipling who brought the idea of the great game into the public mind, and Kim, his cloak and dagger novel of espionage and imperial, imperial geopolitics in the time of the Raj. Then the main players were Britain and Russia, and the object of the game was control of Central Asia's oil. Now Britain hardly matters, and India and China, which were subjugated countries during the last round of the game, have emerged as key players. The struggle is no longer focused mainly on Central Asian oil. It stretches from the Persian Gulf to Africa, Latin America, even the polar caps. It's also the struggle for water and the depleting supplies of vital minerals. Above all, global warming is increasingly the scarcity of natural resources. The great game that's afoot today is more intractable and more dangerous than the last. The biggest new player in the game is China, and it's there that the emerging pattern is clearest. China's rulers have staked everything on economic growth. Without improving living standards, there will be large-scale unrest, which could pose a threat to their power. Moreover, China's in the middle of the largest and fastest move from the countryside to the city in history, a process that cannot be stopped. There's no alternative to continuing growth, but it comes with deadly side effects. Overused in industry and agriculture and under threat from the retreat of the Himalayan glaciers, water is becoming a non-renewable resource. Two-thirds of China's cities face shortages, while deserts are eating up arable land. Breakneck industrialization is worsening this environmental breakdown, as many more power plants are being built and run on high-polluting coal that accelerates global warming. There's a vicious cycle at work here, not only in China, because ongoing growth requires massive inputs of energy and minerals. Chinese companies are scouring the world for supplies. The result is unstoppable rising demand for resources that are unalterably finite. I'm never going to have time to read the whole thing. I'll do my best. Is that all I can do is my best? Yes. Although oil reserves may not have peaked in any literal sense, the days when conventional oil was cheap have gone forever. Countries are reacting by trying to secure the remaining reserves, not least those that are being opened up by climate change. Canada is building bases to counter Russian claims on the melting Arctic ice cap, parts of which are also claimed by Norway, Denmark, and the U.S. Britain is taking out claims on areas around the South Pole. The scramble for energy is shaping many of the conflicts we can expect in the present century. The danger isn't just another oil shock that impacts on industrial production, but the threat of famine. Without a drip feed of petroleum to highly mechanized farms, many of the food shelves in the supermarkets would be empty. 
far from the world weaning itself off oil, it's more addicted to the stuff than ever. It's hardly surprising that the powerful states are gearing up to seize their share. The new round of the great game didn't start yesterday. It began with the last big conflict of the 20th century, which was an oil war and nothing else. No one pretended the first Gulf War was fought to combat terrorism or spread democracy. As George Bush Sr. and John Major admitted at the time, it was aimed at securing global oil supplies, pure and simple. Despite the denials of a less honest generation of politicians, there can be no doubt that controlling the country's oil was one of the objectives of the later invasion of Iraq as well. In this round of them, I'm going to skip to the last paragraph because otherwise I run out of time. I certainly don't want to spill over the, uh, who's on today? Oh, the DA show. We don't want to spill over to him. If it was jerks, who would care? In this round of the great game, energy shortage and global warming are reinforcing each other. The result can only be a growing risk of conflict. There were about 1.65 billion people in the world when the last round was played out. At the start of the 21st century, there are four times as many struggling to secure their future in a world being changed out of recognition by climate change. It would be a wise plan for some. It would be wise to plan for some of more of history's rhymes. He says, John Gray, the whole article is on our website. Those who control oil and water will control the world. From a Common Dreams and The Guardian. Got it? I'm sure Zach is going to be racing to read the rest of that right at the end of the show. Absolutely. Not. Oh, here's one. We can squeeze this in. Good sex doesn't have to take long, sir. Survey of therapist finds. Maybe men had it right all along. It doesn't take long to satisfy a woman in bed. A survey of sex therapists concluded the optimal amount of time for sexual intercourse was 3 to 13 minutes. The findings to be published in the May issue of the Journal of Sexual Medicine strike at the notion that endurance is the key to a great sex life. If that sounds like good news, don't cheer too loudly. The time doesn't count foreplay, and the therapist rated intercourse that lasts from one to two minutes as too short. Well, I've heard that, too short. Researcher Eric Cordy said he hoped to ease the minds of those who believe that more of something good is better, and if you really want to satisfy your partner, it should last forever. The questions were not gender-specific, Cordy said, but he said prior research has shown that both men and women want foreplay and sexual intercourse to last longer. Dr. Erwin Goldstein, editor of the Journal of Sex Medicine, uh, Sexual Medicine, cited a four-week study of 1,500 couples in 2005 that found that the median time for sexual intercourse was 7.3 minutes. Women were armed with stopwatches. Some of them were just yelling, stop. It's difficult for both older men and young men to make sexual intercourse last much longer, said Marion Brandon, a clinical psychologist and director at Well Minds, Well Bodies in Annapolis. There are so many myths in our culture of what people are, other people are doing sexually, she said. Most people's sex lives are not as exciting as other people think they are. Fifty members of the Society for Sex Therapy and Research in the U.S. and Canada were surveyed by Cordy. Thirty-four members, or 68%, responded, although some said the optimal time depended on the couple. And how much time you have to watch. I mean... Uh, how much time you got? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Sometimes you don't got a lot of time. Wham, bam. You know what I'm saying? Wham, bam. 219 votes on the poll on the worst the worst performance ever to win an Oscar. Al Pacino is winning hands down Zach's pants. You rigged it. For set of a woman. The great Al Pacino. Well, listen, it can't all be great. So it's been great having you, Zach. Uh, keep losing the weight. My pleasure. You know that. And I'll eat an extra, I'll eat an extra stickers for you. We got Josh Cordes back tomorrow. And Brandon ain't too happy about that. The biggest name. And the book tomorrow will be a rating. And maybe we'll stay on the air. Whenever the fourth leader. It's day in Miami town. Huh? At 560 WQAM. All right. Don't like all the harbor. Don't, don't, don't. 